0: This is Naoki Yoshida. This
1: is Fern Hall. And you are listening
0: to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite
1: Radio. Here we go.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Uh, I'm Zenidra. And today I have Aldino and Rock with me. They are in these directions. Being on top of the pyramid is real helpful.
1: Wait, I, I got two pyramids, and they're glued together over here.
0: And you know, if you're taking the audio version of this journey, uh, we are in all places at once, simultaneously. In yeah. <laughs> yes. <An> audio format.
3: <laughs> I was like,
0: I was like, you scared me. I was like, oh no, did I mess up the format? Charles, oh, no.
3: No. <laughs> no,
1: I was pointing at my my, two, my ziggurat <laughs> that's over there.
0: Oh. <gasps> Today we are all I'm pretending slow. to be one of the other members of Right Radio discussing... Oh the topics of relic weapons. We decided to spice it up, you know? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Who am I? Well, Who am I?
1: <laughs> whoever gets to be me can just be quiet the whole time because I've never done relic. <laughs> well, the first one, the very yeah. first one.
0: Wait, are you Hold up. Am yeah, I serious? just finding this out now that you've, you've never done any of them except for a Realm Reborn?
1: Yeah, I mean, I did Eureka oh a little bit. Oh my god. I did, I did Eureka a little bit. Yeah, I got... okay. Kinda... I, I, I saw the bear puns. Um,
0: <laughs> very oh, important. well then, yeah, you've done it. You know about yeah. all the relevant weapons stuff. You don't need to do the rest. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so
2: before we get into that, though, uh, we have the teensiest bit of news. There hasn't been a whole lot since last week. Um, uh, just a quick reminder. Unfortunately, FanFest uh, for the end of the year in North America was canceled. They're just looking out for us guys, don't be mad. Um, they are looking into uh, perhaps rescheduling or coming up with some sort of digital replacement. So they're not just going to throw us to the wolves and be like, you get nothing. Um, but <laughs> that said, also, if you went ahead like us and got hotel rooms, please cancel them. Do not pay for a hotel room that you are not going to use. <laughs> That's the worst. Um, the other thing that uh, we wanted to mention was Gamerscape. Our lovely host site is now featured on Metacritic. Yay! Congratulations to everybody, uh, at Gamerscape, yeah. who writes reviews all the time. It's, yeah, it's uh, a big review team. Yes, it is. It's it's been a long time coming. So congratulations, yeah. finally got that. Uh, and yeah. then we'll just we'll just move right into our topic today. Uh, we want to talk about D-Dem and Eureka. And uh, the things from there that have influenced, or probably will influence, uh, Boja, since we're coming up on that.
1: The things we desperately hope that they learn, so we yes. don't have to do it again.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's definitely been an ongoing process. I mean, right. especially when you look back. I mean, although DDM is kind of outside of the Relic, you know, mm-hmm. like the idea of this sort of isolated island, this side content definitely came back with stuff with like Eureka. And definitely it's going to be happening with stuff with Boja. So it's been kind of wild seeing how they've taken that journey from like point A to point B. And hopefully point C is going to be excellent. So we'll just see. No C pun intended, but there we go. Say, we'll just point
2: C. I'm
1: hoping for a C change. Oh. <laughs> no, it's the wrong C, but that's fine.
2: <laughs> Throw it back to uh, 11. There's a C there. Which mm-hmm. as the mobs that we see in uh, Eureka. Let's stop. Let's go. Oh on. boy, we got to stop ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Cease. Cease. <laughs> <laughs> desist. Ah. Oh god. Crap. <laughs> All right. So uh, just a quick rundown of of uh, in its first form slash second form. A little bit of its second form. Uh, for those who may not be familiar, uh, you could only get there via airships. Uh, either your own FCs, or if you didn't have an FC one, you uh, had to use one in Ishgard. It was a little bit annoying. Yeah. Um, and then once you got there, you had to unlock flying, which
0: was also kind of annoying.
2: Because
0: uh, you know everyone
1: loves? Those huh? aether currents. Everyone yes. loves aether currents, right?
0: Oh, man. Totally. I live for aether currents. <laughs> I live for them.
2: The coolest. Uh, you had to dodge mobs and find these. It was like five aether currents or something. I think so. Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know. People just more ended die up. in Eureka.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: People just ended up zombieing to them. It's like, I I actually... It's tough because I don't hate the idea that you have to use airships to get to Diadem because, like, having airships have a purpose or something that, you know, your FC is working towards doing and trying to, like, all come together. And in theory, right, like, if we're looking at this theoretically, the idea initially that, like, this also gave something for crafters and gatherers to do to, like, try and create the components and build the ships and then get the ship launched and then you could finally go do this thing, like... All of that is not bad in theory, but in practice became a train wreck, right? Especially when, I mean, even just recently, we finally had it patched out that you didn't have to get together as like a group to do airship uh, building uh. stuff. And Mm -hmm. I mean, while that's fun for again, like the idea of like a group content for crafters, gatherers, it ended up just being this thing where like people would just have to come sit in the room with you and babysit you while you tried to do stuff. And I'm glad that like they've taken it out, but I do see what they were trying to do, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to give something with that.
2: Just like Diadem, uh, it kind of sounded good and fell flat on its face. Yeah, The The whole process. Um... Let's see. You had mission objectives when you went in. Uh, If you completed them, you got lockboxes and you could get gear or uh, tokens to buy other stuff like mounts. It was all kind of very basic, a little bit lackluster. Uh, The thing that I thought was interesting were the emergency missions. Did you guys Mm -hmm. ever do emergency missions? Yep. Did you?
1: Yeah, actually, I was stuck in there for one. And I was like, you know what? Why not? Let's just go do that.
2: I never did an emergency mission. And I've never seen it talked about ever. So I'm glad that you did.
1: (laughs) Oh, I just got murdered. Because I was like, oh, cool. I'll go over and help. Let's see what's going. What is happening?
2: (laughs) So these things are like the predecessor to Baldessian Arsenal. Mm -hmm. Right? These things that probably a majority of people have never even heard of. Um after a certain amount of fates, or maybe during a certain weather, I don't know, uh, the the zone would be told that emergency and mm-hmm. an emergency mission was happening, and you, uh, you go basically to the center of, of Diadem and go into this one special other area, mm-hmm. and you have to break into different groups. There's yeah. a yeah, right. It's it's a it's a big semi-alliance type thing, right? and different groups had to go fight uh, Legatus mobs. There were three Legatus mobs, and uh, once you killed them, you got to break a crystal, and this crystal was gonna buff the boss. So while these smaller groups were doing that, the big main group is fighting two like hound mobs in the center uh, that are trying to break a crystal themselves to break the main boss out. So they're trying to keep the dogs from breaking this the, the boss out of the crystal while everyone else is trying to break the crystals that buff the boss. So it's like a, you guys work you. really hard mm-hmm. while they kind of do not a whole lot. And then
0: once you're done, everybody in the middle does everything else. I yeah. actually really love this because we've talked a bunch on the cast about like what could be done to even make map zones maybe more dynamic or interesting, or like the idea of taking something, you know, obviously later in the discussion today, we'll get to Baldessian, which I mean, like you were saying is kind of an evolution mm-hmm. of this idea. Right. But um, it also reminds me a lot of map metas in Guild Wars 2, which mm-hmm. are essentially these large scale chains. It's like the overarching action of the map. And so there's like these chains of different events that you do or complete, and it eventually leads you to this like big encounter And you'll have stuff like this, right? Where like in one of them, you're divided up into three different teams and each of the teams has to burn these different things simultaneously. And then you rush into this main area and it's always really fun to see people come together for that. And I think a lot of times you think, oh, people will never learn it. They'll never be able to actually like understand and execute it. But I think that if you get the community like into it and that mindset, people do learn it and teach it much more than you would expect, which we saw with like Baldessian, right? Mm -hmm. We had a whole Discord server that was all about Baldessian. And I think if they kind of brought more stuff like this into the world, or even, which I would not be surprised at all, into our next relic, right? Mm -hmm. With this like skirmish idea on the map of fighting, or we're kind of thinking it's gonna be about like pushing back the the legion there. I could totally see them doing something like this, right?
2: Yeah, you're right. It does absolutely...
0: No, go ahead. Sorry.
1: What? Oh, no. I would love to see them do this. And, like, you could even say, as we're going into the zone, hey, we're going to split you into three groups, right? Group A is going to do this. You could put it in the narrative so that people know what's going on. Because I was going to say that emergency mission. I got in there and I was like, cool, I guess I just fight these things. No one said anything. So, like, cool, I'll fight these things in the boss spawn and we got murdered. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I don't know what's happening. (laughs)
2: I was saying, I wanted uh, to help. yeah, it, I feel like a lot of people didn't do these, uh, partially because of how uh, flat this fell, yeah. and also because of how quickly they changed it to something else, and just got rid of it entirely. Right. So, uh, we actually have somebody in chat, Codge Gaming Fun, they did it too. That's mm. two people. I've never even heard <laughs> of this, and two people today are like, no, I did that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but, I just, I wandered into it when I was in yeah. DM because I was doing something.
2: Uh, yeah, but I mean they are saying it was a mess. It sounds like mm-hmm. could
0: very easily lead to a mess. <laughs> well, and we also have this problem. I mean, and this is something that again, like I'm sure we'll talk about more even going into Baldassian and down the road, right? Mm. The idea that like this content is really cool, but for most players that like have to overcome all the hurdles to get to this thing, right? So like you have to even be in a company that can make an airship or you have to go and find like the airship yourself and like go do the stuff there then you have to get into the instance and like figure out what's happening then you have to wait for this thing to you know ch- like this chain to go off um and then when we get to like baldassian i mean so many people had dropped off of eureka at that point because of some of the balancing in various like legs of the overall grind and so it's just tough because there's a lot of cool content that I think that if it was in there or like some version of it or like a stepping stone to it was mm. in it early on mm. in this type of content, people would get super engaged by it, really interested and then like dive in hard and have a little bit more impetus to like continue sticking mm. with whatever it is. So I kind of hope that like for our future stuff, maybe they they do give us a little bit more of a direct lead in into something mm. like this or like I, a cool piece of content I as opposed to making feel... us do a hundred
2: other mm-hmm. things, you know?
0: Yes. I definitely feel like um, everything besides
2: maybe these particular emergency missions in uh, Diadem was kind of like, okay, well, I guess I could do that, or I could do something else. Even even the uh, the draw for me was to go in and get you, could get... you could get, if you were very lucky, gear that was much better than things at the time. But all of the stats on this gear was random, so you could also get something that looked good and then all of the stats were like nah (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
2: (laughs) why did you waste your time in here so everything else about about Diadem was kind of not a big draw didn't really set you up to want to do these these emergency missions um and I think maybe they learned from that heading into Eureka hopefully it kind of it kind of seems like they did to me anyway Mm -hmm.
0: yeah Um, yeah the RNG was definitely I mean. It's, I've heard so much about it because I didn't, so I um, right. was just getting into the game in Sword. So I heard a lot about people doing Diadem, but didn't go in myself until like, you know, later on, and it had already been reworked. And then obviously now we have a whole new version of it. Like it's, it's always been this weird thing that you hear about. And I remember being so startled when I, I heard that like you could theoretically get like the most powerful weapon in the game, but it was 100% RNG. And yeah. it's like that, design question of do we make people spend time in content because it is either just extremely arduous or it's just a very impossible chance that they are always going to be gambling for to get the thing that is like the most powerful yeah like those two things and as we like get into eureka i think the grind definitely comes in more but with diadem that rng factor they sort of tested out and it was a, a total flop yeah. absolute flop like that's what i was gonna should, say no you should <laughs> not have to spend 50 hours just trying to get some random rng drop and it's it's like if you're going to be putting the time and effort into a relic or into whatever kind of upgrade there should be a clear-cut way for you to achieve it you know
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things that i had the biggest problem with is it's dropping random gear with random stats in a game where, especially at that time, we were just getting into really like theory crafting and really telling people like, okay, this is better than that, better than this, you know. But most people don't know and they'll pick up a, a chess piece and they're like, oh, cool. It's pink. It's better than what I have. And they have just destroyed themselves as far as like <laughs> capabilities because it's like, oh, well, that has all skill speed. Cool. <laughs> That's good. You know, I hated it. I really, really disliked it. Like, it could be good, you know. But I, I, I hope we never see it again.
0: So Yeah, and... Oh, go ahead, Zed. I
2: was going to say, so uh, you think they were maybe putting out feelers for whether or not people enjoyed the, an RNG-type play style and found very, very quickly people were like, No!
1: Maybe.
0: Yeah, I could see that for sure. And while they did kind of... They didn't completely do away with some of the RNG stuff like down mm-hmm. the road because like obviously there are some of these, you know, other weapons or things that we've done mm-hmm. where, you know, mm-hmm. you can get a variety of stats or like try to get, you know, whatever stats or things on them, but it's a little bit more controlled. Um, it's like, it's not a bad idea, I don't think, and like in Sword, you know, for example, we see that you can almost, like, pick your own stats and put stuff mm-hmm. in, which is which I thought was kind of a cool idea, especially when you get into the idea of best-in-slot, and there, yeah. you know, will sometimes be a piece of gear where you're like, Why did you put those stats on? Like, what? Well, please just let me do this. That was very generous of you me. to say sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> many times. Many <laughs> times. Um, so it's not like I dislike the idea of there being a way to obtain gear that maybe does have more stats tailored to what you want. But Diadem was definitely not the way to do it, right? Mm-mm. Uh, I've picked out a little random
2: lore tidbit. This has almost nothing to do with, uh, our discussion today, but, um, I love finding stuff like this in the game and I hope that they do more of it. So we'll just put that on the list of do more of this, please. Um, the, what is it? Tasks referring to fates slash mob killing were called Trials of the Fury, and tasks for Gathering were Trials of the Matron. The Fury mm. is Helone, and the Matron is Nofaka, and they are rivals. Yeah. I do like
0: that. Right? That's
3: I wouldn't
2: why I was... say- oh, go Sorry,
0: ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead.
3: Uh,
1: that's why I was into it to start, because it was it was so tied to Ishgard, and I was like, cool, I want to know more about it, so I tried it out and i was like no nah, i'm done
0: <laughs> no dice no good yeah i think that because obviously relics are about the weapons or the gear right but but that's not to say that they can't use this kind of content to tell a bigger story or bring people in because they're interested about it right mm-hmm. and i totally like i agree with you that on that 100% LDNO. um and that i don't think it's like disconnected right having that lore or having that thing that makes it a vehicle for something bigger than just like and then I grinded for a hundred years and then I got a shiny <laughs> stick and the shiny stick has butterflies. Like that's great. But I think that one of the like most satisfying things with these relics is when it does have a strong story tie. And I'm so glad like Baldessian was amazing because this was a thing that we had heard about just for ages. Like and Eureka as an island was a thing that had been mentioned offhandedly over and over and over in the story. And so it was really neat when we finally got an answer and a storyline about that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And now we've got this other big question with the Meteor Project and Boja that's being answered. And I'm so glad that they decided to stick with that as opposed to just trying to make it some kind of like completely unrelated little Mm -hmm. side content kind of thing, you know? Um, I think it gives it more clout and gives us more reason to do it. I'm
2: definitely more excited about this than uh, the Eureka area as well.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. At least on the lore front. So uh, as, as we all probably know, Diadem ended up uh, in its original and second versions uh, just being useful for gathering. You could go and you could gather stuff and that you, it's really all you wanted to do there. Okay. Uh, and they took this, the dev team, and made the zone for gathering. That's what it's for. And then they added a cool air gun. And that's, yeah. that's pretty much it, man.
1: You get a bazooka. It's fun.
2: So uh, it took it took a couple of tries, but DDM uh, is is useful for one use now, and uh, <laughs> and then it's fine that way. <laughs>
0: I think. Yeah, at least it still exists. Yeah. I mean, the zone is cool, and the map is nice, and um, I am curious to see. Although this doesn't particularly pertain to our relic, you know, looking ahead, right? But I am curious to see. Um, If they end up using it for more over time with like the crafter gatherer end game um, or even, you know, we we've had a few of these steps now with like the crafter gatherer relics themselves and things like having some reason to go in there would be really great.
2: I do wonder if it'll fade into oblivion uh, once the Ishgard housing stuff is done. That's only going to be useful for for so long, Uh, theoretically, but hopefully they just give the whole thing updates as we go.
1: Yeah. You know, throw some housing, you know, uh, some furniture, some um, some different types of houses or something, you know, people will still do it if you do that.
2: Or even uh, whatever the next expansion is, uh, mm-hmm. we we won't necessarily be building an Ishgard anymore, but there's no reason we can't go back to Diadem, theoretically. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I do like, although there's not a whole bunch that happens in the zone with the way that they've reworked it, mm-hmm. I do like those like special weather nodes. And I think that's a cool little thing that, you know, gives you kind of more reason to be in there or if you're like at a higher level to like go and sort of keep an eye out for it. So something like that, even, um, you know, if we're looking ahead to stuff with Boja, like I do hope that the map has some little, like just interesting things that can happen. And, you know, maybe, uh, yeah, those little like special weather effects, even that we saw with Eureka spawning specific things. Um it's nice when there are reasons to like spend a long period of time in a zone or just you know stuff that can happen that changes up what's going on on the map at any given time which especially I think is... if you're going to be there for a long ass time anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just Break like something up the monotony. to pick it up. Yes. Please. <laughs> uh,
2: and we've we've talked about DDM so many times. I think that's a a good cut and dry place to stop. Yeah. Like there were some Good things from Diadem—they're still there. It's the gathering and uh, the the emergency missions uh, that they apparently built off of. Question <laughs> mark. Yeah. So moving on into Eureka. Uh, similarly to having to unlock flying in DM, you have to unlock being able to get on your mount again, which I hated. That yep. sucked.
3: Ugh.
2: That was awful. But and then level locked aetherites that was crazy right you guys
1: okay i this is one of the reasons why it absolutely i never continued like i got to level 15 i was a little bit behind um and i got the 15 and i was like okay cool and then the next one came out so what was the first one animos uh, an yeah. so animos yeah and then pagos Pyrus, and
2: hydatos Oh, so, so, so when
1: so the second one came, you know, showed up, I was like, okay, oh, no, I'm stuck behind. Yeah. Oh. And it wasn't like I couldn't do it, but it felt like I couldn't. Yeah. Um, And that, it, that really was the demotivation. The, the startup
2: in each and every one of them, uh, especially for somebody who was quote unquote behind, was slow. But once you mm-hmm. hit a certain point, especially because everybody was doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, You're like, and then you just zoom ahead with everybody <laughs> else. It. The, the startup to catch up was slow, but once you hit a point, it, it wasn't so bad. Um, mm. I do think um, by the nature of stuff like uh, having mounts locked, it sort mm. of made people nicer to each other. A lot of people right. with uh, two-person mounts whip those guys out and let complete strangers uh, go around with them. I got murdered that way a couple times by friends <laughs> who weren't good at dodging things, but, you know, the... Uh, so it was the thought, right?
1: It was fine, you know, like, it, you were in it together. Um,
2: they didn't die because they had their own light. <laughs> I didn't. But hey, gotta try yeah, something. Yeah, it's,
1: I don't know, like, it, it, traditionally I just have a problem with this type of content, this type of yes. grindy, turn uh, your no. brain off type of content. I, this is, I've said it before. And so, like.
0: And that's fair. It, it, it,
1: it was just so so annoying. I'm like, I don't want to just watch Netflix. I want to play this game. But like, there really wasn't, to me, anything to do at the point that I got to. Mm-hmm. So that was pagos, I guess.
2: Uh, somewhere in here, I put. Uh, it was it was like both a good and a bad thing that mm. you're for so much of of the relics. It was just grind out crystals and turn them in. Like, yeah, for a big ol' ass majority of the relics, grind out crystals, turn them in. Yeah, and. That was quite boring, to to just sit there and do nothing. I was one of right. those people who was like, and it's Netflix time. Yeah. Um, so. It was both good and bad, is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. That that, it was a grind forever, because you could do <laughs> other things, but you yeah. while you were doing that, you were getting crystals that you needed. So you got your levels and your crystals. Uh, and uh, and yeah, yeah,
0: it's. It's such a weird mix because so many times you hear people talk about from like 11, right? Mm -hmm. They really loved that like the zones are punishing, that you had to spend time and invest into, you know, working towards what you want to get. And that there's all these things and there's this kind of like nostalgia with it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then we kind of bring it into 14. And a lot of those things are like those grinds that may have been just really foundational for, I don't know, like older MMOs can be a bit of a drag in like a more modern setting. And it's funny because over time, I think that various parts of it got balanced to the point now where like actually going in feels like the pace is just a little bit faster. You're making a little bit more tangible progress and that's really rewarding. Um, It's much better if you go in now than it was, Mm -hmm. but like I really loved doing a lot of it early on. Like when we first went into it and we were learning all the new systems and everybody's like grouping up and trying to figure out how you make it all happen. Um, but I think that where that kind of grind really got difficult was when we were constantly, like it's the new part and you're starting from scratch again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of, it was kind of weird. And then when we got into these other segments where you know, you're having to collect these special crystals or these special things, And I was like, oh, but what I loved about the first zone was that I spent so much time in it. But at the end of that, I was able to get, like, all of the relic weapons Mm -hmm. that I wanted right off the bat. And I was like, this is perfect. I don't have to go really hard for a million years on each one. Um, And then as we went into it, you know, you keep resetting, you keep losing your mount, you keep having to go back. and, And then it gets harder and harder and trying to get that special currency gets harder and harder. So it was just, like, little balancing things that I think tipped that, like... Grind just yeah. a little bit too much for me, at least. I mean, not for everybody, but for me, at least.
2: It kind of made me think of every time we hit a new raid tier. You start at the beginning, basically, mm-hmm. again. Uh, but sooner, like, yeah, if that makes sense, is like you you go and you hit the wall, and even even in in time progression, it, it wasn't necessarily sooner. I'm I'm probably not correct there, but it felt sooner in eureka that you'd have to start over very soon right whereas in when you're doing like savage for example it feels like you have quite a while until you hit the next tier and have to start all over again
1: it's like when you when you get a raid reset yes there is new gear to get but there's nothing wrong with you right now you haven't lost anything yeah it's just higher to aspire to but eureka the next one you get to you lose your mount you lose the ability to fast travel, you know. You, you lose so much in going to the next one. Like, so it's like that if you, to me,
2: Yeah. It's yeah. like if you, you went to the next uh, tier of raid and they're like, you can't put on half of your gear yet. Suck it.
1: Exactly. It's like, yes! wh- what do you mean? Why? Why would you do that?
0: Yes. And a lot of the systems are really cool, like the logograms and logos Mm -hmm. actions and all of that. But I mean, I had to literally sit down, even like looking at guides, even with talking with other people, I had to sit down with other people that had already done it and had like worked through hours on this just to be like, I'm sorry, what? And where they want me to put this, but then that unlocked. But okay, what this man said to me does not indicate that I have to do (laughs) any of that. Okay, okay. So then like we're gonna combine these, but then that's gonna unlock, like I think that it just got to the point where like there's a lot of really good ideas in it, but especially with like, oh gosh, uh, was it Pyros? Like the, oh, that was such, it was such a, like it felt like a standstill after coming off of Mm Pagos. And that one just really needed some tweaking with some of the balancing. And then you get into the more complex stuff, and it's just maybe not explained super well. Yeah. And yeah, it just it's tough because I think there's a lot of really good ideas in it and a lot of really cool stuff in it. But yeah, you lose a lot when you go in and you're starting fresh in each one. And then it might be confusing on top of that, and then it's a big, long grind, you know? Right. <laughs> I never so- actually thought about that,
2: but you're right. I did feel much more lost trying to keep up with uh, Relic Progression in Eureka than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a case of, and I do a hanawa. It's like, <laughs> what are these things? Yeah.
0: And then I do what, what,
2: what, what, what?
1: It's, yeah. It's like, there, there's a problem with this uh, borrowed power. Like anyone who has been playing WoW in the last, like, I don't know, six years knows that term probably. This, you know, like for an expansion, you get this extra system on top. But when they take it away in the next expansion, boy, does that feel horrible until you get the next system that they want you to go into. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what Eureka was like. Oh, you got through everything. You got your mount. You did, you know, um, everything you need to do. Cool. Go to the next zone. This doesn't build on the previous system. No, it's a completely new system. Kind of. Well, we're just going to add it beside it. Don't worry about it. Every time they they
2: added some, some one thing. You're yeah. just like,
0: ah, huh,
1: okay. Make one system and flush it out along the way. That would be cool, you know. Yes.
0: Like, give me and a grid. Like they were I obviously know. using it a little bit as like a testing ground. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a lot of there were yeah. a lot of theories about oh, they're testing out some blue mage stuff, which was true, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe they're testing these things out, which I don't think is a bad idea to sort of Certainly, use yeah. use the best of your time, especially when we don't have like a public test server for fourteen or something, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, let's test maybe some new stuff that's coming up. Um, but it does create this weird disconnect. You're right, where it's it's like, wait, I thought I knew what this was, and now I have no idea again. Like, what am I supposed to do in it? Um, but at the same time, I think there were a lot of just like really memorable moments to me while mm-hmm. we were working on it. Um, I mean, I can remember the first time in you know in Pagos when oh, there's the boss that's the uh, like the Cyclops that you know is through like towards the end of the like higher level of the zone and everybody was like ferrying each other there and he popped for the first time and like this was one of my favorite things um those first few days seeing these notorious monsters that nobody knew anything about or how to proc them or what they were start to get discovered Mm -hmm. and that was so valuable like that was so fun as a group because then everybody goes over there and I felt for the first time in Final Fantasy XIV, like as a healer, I was the make or break between whether or not this (laughs) happened. I was literally standing, it was amazing, I was standing with like two other healers in a sea of corpses. It was, (laughs) I have never seen so many dead players in one place in my entire life because he has like that cleave that would just one-shot people. And we were all just, like, yelling in the chat, like, I'm covering the west side, you get the east, reses are going out! And, like, it was so fun! <laughs> I've never had that moment. Like, not even in, I mean, maybe in, in like, done scathed in a 24-minute mm-hmm. limit break, right? But not in the sense of, like, in a map, in a zone, doing a just, like, spontaneous open-world boss. Like, it was so fun. And I think if they can take that... And they can take those good things from Eureka and put them in, you know, like draw on those ideas and even some of the creative systems, but make them a little more consistent mm-hmm. um, across with uh, Boja. I think we'll have something so good, you know,
2: that guy definitely did just wreck everybody and it didn't stop. I, yeah. It didn't get that much better. That specific guy.
1: Every time.
0: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I, I played Red Mage that whole time because it was, you know, the it was time for Red Mage. There were so many Red Mages. Um, and I was like, cool, I guess I'll just, this is what I'll do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it gave Red Mage definitely a yeah. spot to shine. Yeah. So I feel now, like we, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say one of my, like, that's one of my high points of Eureka, <laughs> but I think uh. one of my absolute low points of Eureka is not having a Party Sank ability to your yeah. levels, mm-hmm. or like, I... Like, if there's one thing I want to see from Boja more than anything in the entire world, it's like, please, if there's some kind of independent leveling system for this, please make it so that if we group up with other players that are just getting into it, we don't cripple their experience. Mm -hmm. We don't like because you want that content to continue to be like taught and people to be brought into it. And that was one of the biggest stumbling blocks. I literally, like, I had people that I wanted to take into it, but we'd have to do this whole finagling act where it was like, let's hope we both get put into the same instant, or like, like, let's group, and then we'll go in. Oh, "Oh, well, if you timed out, and I didn't, then I guess we need to, like, there's no way for me to choose which instance I'm gonna go into. And then you get in there, maybe you're grouped and you start out so you can queue together, but, like, you get in there, and you have to disband the party, Mm -hmm. and you're, like, trying to just follow this person around and keep them alive, which isn't very fun, and it's it just was not very cohesive for a like side content that is all about i think like teaching people those things and like helping people make long-term progression in it it just was so tough and um because of that it's been very hard to like get new players into it mm-hmm. i feel like there were two ways that a brand
2: new player could make it as if there were seven other brand new players to make a party with and you could go and kill the low level fates or You basically just had to say, well, this is going to take me longer than it should, jump into a party full of full level people already, and hope that they went around and did the low level ones also. That said, a lot of times people did do the Mm -hmm. lower level ones, especially if they knew there was somebody in the party who needed those lower ones. But you had to wait for them because they were going to do all of them. You have to do every single kind, uh, every single level of fate. And the higher level ones you were going to get nothing for. And you were going to spend longer there.
1: Yeah. Yep. I, I really hope to see some sort of way to contribute more as an individual in these sort of zones. Because there, there are going to be people who are, you know, like, didn't they didn't get the expansion at the time. You know, they're going to be people who join after, you know, uh, whenever this comes out. Um, and they're going to need to get caught up. But really, they're going to need to contribute. That's the bigger thing. Like, yeah, they got to get caught up, but if they can contribute, people will pick them up and bring them along anyway. Because it's like more people. Yeah, come on, just come on, let's go do it. So that you know, I think that would reinforce the hey, we're supposed to be in this together, and I'm not destroying your XP, and you're not making it slower for me. You know, like, yes, I don't know how they do that. That's up to them, but I, that's what I really want to see.
2: Yeah, speaking Spot of on. contributing, uh, mm. the people, the people who stand around. Yeah, there were there were two. Uh, Two schools of thought on that. Mm. Uh, it didn't really hurt anybody to have people stand around, but it did feel like you're getting yeah. a little screwed over. It's like, well, I'm doing mm. all the work and you're taking a nap.
0: Rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I. it's been interesting seeing how other MMOs, I think, answer that kind of problem, right? So kind of like I was mentioning earlier with like the Guild Wars 2 map metas, for example, they've had those problems or like where people go on those maps and then everybody else is like forwarding the momentum of what's happening. And then you have some players that are just like standing there waiting for the chests to pop and then they're just gonna go and get them, right? So like, it's not unique to just 14, this problem of like, well, we want there to be things that everybody has to work towards, but how do we make sure that everybody's engaging? And they ended up putting in some systems where, like, you get proportional rewards, like, you get more if you have been actively contributing to, like, damage or healing or, you know, stuff like that, Um, which I could see maybe being put in place. It's kind of tough with the Notorious Monster thing, though, because, Mm -hmm. right, a lot of the prerequisites for those pops were just, like, X amount of things killed in X amount of time Mm -hmm. during this weather or during this thing, Um, which did make it faster if everybody contributed, But wasn't always the case, especially when, Aldino, like you said, there were these discrepancies between like, well, I'm low level, but I can't find anybody who's also low level to get into a party with. So I can't go just hunt random things because I, you know, can't survive them alone, but I won't get experience otherwise. So I have to follow along with the Notorious Monster Train because it's going to be the biggest return for, you know, the least amount of time. But also I don't do anything Or, you know, I've been doing this train all day and I'm bored, so I'm just gonna sit here. Like, it creates a weird conundrum, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if you need to, like, give people who are behind, like, even more catch-up mechanics. Because if it's fun to do, and people want you in the group because it makes it easier, for as long as that is alive, it kind of works itself out. Like, sure, make it faster, but I don't think you have to worry about it too much. If in the first place it's like oh there's incentives to bring people along to catch them up anyway, yeah. I don't know how you do that,
3: but
2: <laughs> it was it was close to that. There weren't incentives, mm-hmm. but people didn't really mind having lower level people. Yeah, for mm. whatever reason, just mm-hmm. like something about Eureka brought out the kindness in people <laughs> for some yeah. reason. I felt like it was actually a really uh, like friendly zone. Most of the chat I saw there was either just really silly
0: or really friendly. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, most of the time. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. of the time. It was nice too seeing something that at that point was like one of our very few cross world socializations, mm-hmm. right? That's true. Because for the first time, like before we had actual cross world, for the first time, people could all meet up and be like, oh my gosh, it's you. Mm-hmm. And they could hang out and talk. And that was really fun to see. Um, there were definitely, I mean, the biggest arguments I think I saw in the zone were things like Notorious Monsters being pulled early, mm-hmm. killed early, mm-hmm. you know, which is the same with hunts. Yeah. Like, it's the same kind of problem where people miss out on that experience um, and it can be really frustrating. Or people who were only farming for, like, Pazozo feathers, right? Mm-hmm. The the infamous. Uh, is Pazuzu up? Is Pazozo up? Is Panini, Panini up? up?
1: <laughs> Where's Zuzu
0: is yeah. this new up <laughs> like you reach this point where like higher level players only have certain things that they're looking to do in the zone so again when they couldn't even partner with lower levels to really help them i i think there was a lot of kindness for sure but especially with people ferrying people around and helping people mm-hmm. get through things right and rezzing people but there weren't like we were saying a lot of incentives mm-hmm. to make it so that you were like oh maybe i've done all my stuff but what can I do to go back and kind of help people? Unless you just really liked Eureka. Um, and I don't know what that would be. Like, some kind of other special reward if you're in a party with low-level people that you get... Bes- I, I, I don't know. I have I no know. idea. <laughs> like,
1: like, you know, we're talking about Boja and maybe, a, you know, like an insurrection or taking over or something. Maybe the, the levels are just ranks and... I'm a sergeant and, you know, you, you're you lower end. If you're in my group, you get more experience. You know, I don't know.
0: That would uh, be cool. There's or like, so much that they could do. Leave everybody's
2: yeah. level the same and have those, yeah. like, different ranks give different mm. uh, stat boosts exactly. instead.
0: Yes! Yeah. Like, if you achieve a certain rank, you apply some kind of, like, buff to your party yep. that's, like, Ooh. specific. To, like, that would be really neat. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, that I like that because then there would be a reason to, like, spend a lot of time in there and you would feel valuable to others mm-hmm. because, like, oh, I achieved this rank and maybe my goals are done, but I'm in high demand now because mm-hmm. I can, like, help buff the party or I can, um, yeah, boost experience or something, right? Like, that would be kind of neat.
1: And it, um, you know, gives you some rank points or something and you earn a star. You're still a sergeant, <laughs> but you're a two-star. You know, like, I don't know.
2: Two-star. There's like infinite that.
1: possibilities. It's just No, they, that's good. They gotta, you know they have to identify the same things that the player base has identified. And I think that they're really good at that. So,
0: eventually. Uh, I mean, definitely. Even from, I mean, we talked, we started with Diadem, right? Yeah. And when you look at Diadem, there's so many problems within that um, and so many things that people really did find frustrating and mm-hmm. obviously stopped doing. And then we look at, like, the evolution to Eureka, again, like, another instance unique map. And I think there are a lot of things that they absolutely, like, just grew on and expanded on with this, like, next iteration. Um, And even now, over time with Eureka, they have gone back and adjusted a lot of it, so that I think the pace is actually it's, like, pretty spot-on. If it had been like this at release, I would have just played hard and gone through to Baldessian and just farmed it, because it's much faster now through Pyros, much faster through a lot of the other areas, but, like, not in a way that feels cheap, it's just that you feel as though the time you're putting into it is getting a fairly good invisible return, you know?
2: I did feel like it was terrible in the first place. Um, it might be because my, uh, like, pain threshold is really high. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, I leveled three characters through Pyros, just one through Hydatos. But I I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you did it either. I mean I did I did my main character and then I did my alts and then I had a friend who was like I can't do this but I'm getting left behind and I'm like, well, I'm just watching Netflix give me your info whatever
1: <sighs> well, I mean there are people who really enjoy that type of content. I mean that's the whole you know the whole Kmo yeah like I, I want to say it, it's it's not true that Korean MMOs are all grindier than Americans but you know it tends to be but people love that some people really want that feeling of progression
2: i don't love it um Mm -hmm. it was just really easy to do while you were doing something Uh. else Which is.
0: (laughs) i mean that's a good point though Mm -hmm. yeah
1: some people live for that sort of stuff though like some people were like i love maple story and i will play it for i don't know 300 years you know (laughs) like they're still playing it today
0: except yeah. that didn't the new maple stories. It got shut down though.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking That's of like thing. lineage. And, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So I want to, I want to talk about the sleeping dragons in yes. in Pacos. I feel like uh, even though fusion isn't here uh, just for him, we need to talk about these sleeping mm-hmm. dragons. If you never, if you've never t- tuned into the show and we're talking about this fusion hates the sleeping dragons. He thinks they're the worst thing in the world. The world. Uh, I mean, they do
0: kind of suck.
2: I'm not gonna lie; they're a little annoying. I am. Maybe I am a glutton for punishment. I like the sleeping dragons. (laughs) Um, You're like,
1: well, it it makes me have to change what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, you
2: have to pay attention. Literally, this all of these zones are just run around, turn your brain off, kill stuff until you're you're done, right? the The sleeping dragons are like, oh, hold on, just walk for a second. Just, yeah, uh, okay, you're past. You don't have to to walk anymore. I didn't feel like it was super hard. It just made you have to pay
0: attention for, you know, half a minute, something. Less than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I like that. I like the idea of having enemies in a zone that are triggered by different things. Like, Mm -hmm. aggro being unique in some way. And we saw that as well with the, oh, is it like the undead that if you have damage or something, Mm -hmm. they aggro on you, like the Dullahan's. Yeah, so like, I like that, and that draws from Eleven. And I think that it's fun to like, have to actually understand enemies in a zone. Like, what do I have to do to survive this very deadly area? I can't come in here unless I'm fully healed. Great, fine, that's cool. What do I have to do to get past this creature? I have to sneak past it because it's sleeping. That's cool, I like it. Where it became a problem was the Notorious Monsters. Because when the major way that you could earn experience, and or special rewards and especially as people got higher levels so a lot of those notorious monsters went down like paper but maybe you weren't necessarily like at that level part you are trying your best you don't have all the aetherites. you're trying to run across this map as fast as you can to get to the thing where the thing is you're Mm -hmm. trying as hard as you can to just make it because you can't like get experience otherwise and that's when the sleeping dragons felt like something that was designed to torture me and make me hate <laughs> everything in existence. Yeah. Like yeah. because I was just like, I wanna do this. Why are you killing me? And now I'm just laying here waiting for somebody to res me, but nobody will, because they're all at the notorious monster. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's where it became a problem. And I think that like when you have these timed events that are dependent on like players proking and completing them, and then you have a zone that's very difficult and that is hard to navigate and that you can't even unlock all of it until you're at a certain level threshold, right? It, that's when it becomes like, why, why, why?
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Those, I think they actually,
2: again, to me proved uh, that there is actually a lot of kindness in the community. Because sure, yeah. while, while there were definitely those times where you're, you would wake the dragon up and get murdered and somebody would pull a fate immediately right after and you'd be screwed... Uh, there were plenty of times, for me at least, in my experience, when uh, people would be like, hey, is everyone here? Did everybody make it up the freaking mountain mm-hmm. path that has the three <laughs> sleeping dragons on it? And people wouldn't pull until everybody made it.
0: Yeah. No, definitely. Mm-hmm. We definitely saw a lot of that. Or people who really did go out of their way to try and res and help and, yeah. you know, they like, would. come back or ferry you or um and especially like four seater mounts two seater mounts those became something that was like such a gift mm-hmm. because you could actually ferry people and they could make it to the place which um was great like i love that and people would specifically be like all right I'm, I'm
2: bringing out my two-seater mount but nobody else get on let the low level get on i remember that happening quite a lot so yeah it was it was so sweet um i had another point I don't remember. It had to do mm-hmm. with sleeping. Dra- oh, the just the mobs. It's not even just in Dem. There are mobs out in the normal world mm-hmm. and in uh, other dungeons like, uh, what's it? Airy? There are mm-hmm. the big dragons in there that are asleep. You can walk by those. There are, there are several mobs that uh, practice sound specifically, and you could just tiptoe by them. And I think that it, while annoying, maybe tipped people off to the fact that, Hey, this is a thing you can do kind of anywhere it can make your make your journey just a little bit easier and i like those little little extra Mm -hmm. tidbits i like that about 11 as well
0: yeah i love that and i think that would be great in um this next leg that we have right i think it's just bridging that gap between like big special event things that pop and the world itself and like exploring the map in the zone i think that's one of the things that I wanted more from from Eureka that I was surprised by because I love the idea of having quests that aren't just like follow the arrow go to here right mm-hmm. and when I first read that I was like oh, this is amazing it's, it's so good I love this but it ended up just being the kind of thing where it was like oh well when you hit level 15 you do just have to go to a place it's just unmarked yeah <laughs> as yeah. opposed to it being something like I'm going to give you all this information and maybe if you've been talking to NPCs and you've been exploring and you've been doing stuff and you've been examining these different mobs and you've been going out and, you know, seeing as much of the like map as you can, then you'll be able to put together the logic of, oh, wait, why don't I try and go here or talk to this person or do this thing or get some more lore from this. I think Mm -hmm. if they can make it a little bit more dynamic with that, it would be great. And it would give people a little bit more reason to like, be on the maps as opposed to just, like, give me the point of interest for exactly where I have to go for this one thing. Um, And if they can kind of make it, yeah, so that, like, more of those little immersive things with the mobs, I don't know, just become part of what you're doing as opposed to just, like, NM hunting. Mm -hmm. I I think I'd be very interested in something like that where um, the zone itself does feel like it has more rewards. And they did do a little more with that with, like, the challenge logs and, and things where people started running those mobs again. Um, yeah. but yeah, it just, it felt like maybe that for me, that was one of the bigger disconnects.
2: Mm. So how about logograms, logos actions? How do we didn't feel about those?
3: Enough.
2: Um, the little spiky guys.
0: I like them. Yeah. I didn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Zen, why didn't you like them? Tell me. Um, there were, there were
2: several things going on already. I felt like, the. Uh, hmm and and while i don't necessarily think that having another layer was bad i feel like adding this other very rng based layer was annoying Mm. right because you you had to get the specific kind of logograms to get the specific kind of logos actions and you didn't always get the ones you wanted and Mm. uh if you wanted to use the action it it went away so sometimes you would get one that was like a Cure 3, and you're a monk, right? So you have a Cure 3 in your pocket, just in case, but you use it and it's gone. Forever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and this, like, this is like what we were talking about earlier, right? Mm-hmm. I think that if logograms had been a f- like, fundamental part of this from the beginning, Mm-hmm. And, like, we had learned in the beginning, like, you can get these different abilities, even if you could only get, like, two abilities at the start or something, right? And then as you went it expanded and you could get more, and maybe right. you could even go back to, like, the old portions of the map and there'd be, like, new ones that were unlocked. Like, that'd be cool. But there were, like, those were the problems for me. Um, one, it came in so late, like you said, Zen, that it was just like, wait, what? But we already have elemental aspects and we, oh, hold on. Okay. So then you figure out this new system, which is in and of itself very confusing to figure out how to yeah. even use. Like when I was trying to put the logos together initially, I'm trying to put them into like one part of it because I thought that the text was telling me put them in this portion. And it was like, cannot make it. I remember Can- that. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, what? What do you mean? I can't do the thing. I'm putting, I put them in. You told me to put them in and now you're not doing anything. You're not making anything. And so what like. Is- and there's so Why? many of them. Like, do I you love your inventory? Doesn't matter. Screw you and your inventory. <laughs> yes. So it was just like, it's another thing. Uh, like you said, layers on layers, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a fun idea, but because we weren't learning it from the beginning, it ended up feeling more like a hassle on top of other hassles. And then you're trying to figure it out. And then like you were saying, you finally get there and you're like, oh, cool. I got this thing that I really wanted. But it's like one-time use. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And... I just, I found myself wishing that they were just permanent unlocks. Like maybe there are some that are really rare that are on some kind of cooldown or something. Like that's fine, whatever. Like if they'd done them, like they ended up doing for Blue Mage. You keep that Mm -hmm. thing forever and you just switch it out. Yes, like that would be so great. Mm -hmm. Like even if you had limited slots or like whatever, it'd be nice to just be able to have them unlocked after you worked so hard for them. And then also just have it be introduced from the beginning. And then also just have it be more clear cut, like exactly how you do this, get this unlock it um because it was like baffling to me at first and like i said i had to have friends explain it to me for like an hour because i was just like (laughs) i thought i understood (laughs) but i don't (laughs) the
2: amount of rng um and annoyance uh related to logograms for me felt very much like trying to go into diadem and get a piece of gear with useful stats on it (laughs) right (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah it brings the rng for sure um but it did also encourage people like if you had a friend who had a bunch of them i did like that they were tradable or you know people were Mm. selling them and stuff so you could at least like buy them which was a little bit more helpful um so that wasn't too bad but it did seem like this big complex system that got introduced really late so like if they do something similar um with our new one with boja i just Mm -hmm. hope that it's maybe a little bit more solidified i mean Aldino, i love your idea about like letting it be something to do with like the ranks within the rebellion and stuff like i think that would be fun where you're like unlocking this like almost independent skill tree and you know boosts which would be really neat um yeah i
1: want to put down a battle standard and it buffs my party you know like some cool stuff (laughs) like it doesn't even have to show up you know
2: yeah 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 so long as it's there
0: uh, how about bunnies? Do you guys do the they bunny cute. face? Oh. I did thank they cute. <laughs> they cute. You can actually still earn a fair amount of money doing bunnies. Yeah, face. so you can. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked uh and it, it, I
2: guess it wasn't just bunnies, but I liked the crystals you could turn in or the chests or whatever you could turn in and get like furniture and outfits and stuff. Mm. I was glad that was in there. That was a fun yes. little extra like, tidbit.
0: Yeah. 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 I love that. Um I mean, it did end up. I mean, God, I think I still have stacks and stacks and stacks of chests and nonsense yep. from Eureka, mm-hmm. which is a little frustrating. Like, it would be nice if some of those loot things or like exchanges you could, uh, like, I don't know, boil them down to a currency if you don't yes. want to use them or something, and then like exchange it for specific rewards I'm or gonna, like if I'm gonna address that later, Ooh. In, in something, in something. <laughs> please, please continue. Um, and again, like thinking about little RNG tidbits that still remained even from Diadem into Eureka. I was so furious the first time I did the bunny fate and I went through the whole thing and I did every single portion of it. And I watched as everyone around me got a bunny.
2: Yes. You got and no. I had no bunny.
0: Ooh. Nor did I have like a pity bonus experience boost because uh-huh. I didn't get a bunny. And I think that's something that like, I just think they should not do. Yeah, in the next in the next leg, like if you engage and you participate or you meet a certain threshold of a participation within a fate or, you know, whatever, and you don't get a reward for doing it. Like in the case of bunnies, they're frequent enough that people will Mm -hmm. still like go and retry. But I think there's nothing more disheartening than being that person who doesn't get the bunny or doesn't get the thing that you're trying to get from it. With no other recompense. So I hope that if they have some kind of special treasure hunt or treasure thing, that they do get rid of that RNG.
2: I can't help but wonder if it was like a system restriction. If everybody at the fate got a bunny, maybe it was just too much for Eureka
0: to handle.
2: (laughs) There are too many bunnies.
0: I mean, maybe, but then put a different treasure system in. You know what I mean? Or like have have treasure maps or have like relics you can find or like just something that I mean, with uh, Boja in particular, they could easily do something that would be like a relic hunt, you know, and like you go Mm -hmm. find valuable relics from before the occupation and bring them back to restore a sense of the culture of the, you know, like something like that would be neat. But it could even be its own optional side log sort of mini game within it. You could have, I don't know, it's like a little... ESO just did a little treasure hunting thing where you have this like little scrying tablet and you like they scry for the location. so much. I know, it's so good. <laughs> like there are ways to do it that I think don't burden the system, but that also like let people have rewards for engaging with content. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's Let's just my that feeling layer. though. Right.
2: That
1: extra layer of RNG at the end, like...
0: You
2: and know, then you have you... to make it to the chest. You have to take your bunny to where the chest is and not die.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the bunny can't die either. So, like, <laughs> the worst thing in the world is when you're trying your very best and you got the bunny and you're all ready to go and you're, like, trying to get your saddle butt before you've maxed out in the zone up to where it is and the bunny gets hit by something and you just sit there, like, all around me are familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: exactly
0: <laughs> and you're like oh that's, well that one's done uh, Great. Charles <laughs> what were you going to say
1: oh no I was just saying that you know like a certain amount of RNG because a lot of this just boils down to how much RNG they want to put in there and like you know you beat you beat Shiva things drop right might not be the things that you want but now you have chests yes. that can give you that thing that you want and you can go okay well someone in this group is going to get something but, like, when you can be an individual contributor to Eureka or something and, like, oh yeah, everybody gets this thing except for you. It's like, but I made it. Like, why is there RNG at that step? I did Like, too. all the RNG before it, wasn't that enough? Like, why is there more?
0: Yes, yes, yes. And it's like, I'm usually okay if there's RNG in the drop itself. Right. So, like, you get the bunny, right? And then you go and you get your treasure and you're like, ah, well, all I got were three bunny turds, but Mm -hmm. I can go trade them in for, I guess, you know, whatever thing, and that's fine. Like, even if you're not lucky at that last step, it does, I think, just like dishearten people to put time into something, but then like not even have the chance for the reward, you know, like like to actually be standing there and feel as though like, well, I did the thing, so I get a thing for it, even if Mm -hmm. that thing's not very good. Like, you still get something. Um, and 14 is good about addressing that like they, yeah. they've definitely made a lot of changes where they've been trying to sort of weed that out but I think that yeah like for our next one it would be nice to have just a little a little less of some of those like RNG things um, which they've been slowly weeding out yeah. since item. so
1: I love the way raid gear works <laughs> like I, I absolutely love it like hey continue it that's fine
0: yeah or even like Uh, Although current ones are still frustrating, ponies Mm -hmm. and birds and, you know, and the doggos. It's nice that like, oh, well, I didn't get this drop, but at least I can trade these totems Mm -hmm. in. So, I mean, if they did something in some kind of way that was similar... Um, or, you know, yeah, let like you take, cha- like exchange some of those treasure chests for other things or like a currency, or mm-hmm. I think that would be really nice just to be able to like condense some stuff because Eureka did take a lot of inventory space and I still have a lot of just nonsense from it sitting around that I just have not wanted to part with in case I wanted to do in anything case. else. Just in like- case, just in case. So yeah, just having something or even like at the actual camp itself, right? Being like having somebody there where it's just like, I have 10 unopened chests and they're not in my inventory. And it's like, I have 100 crystals if I talk to this man, but they're not yeah. in my inventory. <laughs>
2: like, oh, that okay, doesn't great. happen anywhere in the game, especially <laughs> no, if but you I have wish. it in your, uh, your chocobo bag. Yes. I put all of my Savage Tokens and everything in my Chocobo bag. So then I go to go trade something in, and they're like, you don't have those books. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Oh, right. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> so we've made it to the big one, the big in, the Baldissian Arsenal, right? Mm. So we we've kind of decided that's the better version of the emergency missions, yeah? Question mark, maybe.
0: Yeah, it's, it feels yeah. like the evolution of it. Yes. But I think you could still have both. Like, I think they yeah. could do, mm-hmm. like, emergency missions that pop up that you have to coordinate, but also have, like, an open-world large-scale dungeon, right? Like, yeah. I think they're, they're not, like, directly 100% the same, but, like, they do seem like an evolution. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, the thing
2: that I like more about the description of emergency missions anyway was it didn't sound like there was a limit there was probably a limit based on like how many people could get in there but like one of the big things about uh the arsenal was set amount of people only kind of annoying way to get in there
3: Mm -hmm. right
2: uh so there were what nodes to get Mm -hmm. in and uh they were all unstable And you have to have a certain item to get in there first, the ethereal stabilizer, right? Etheric stabilizer. So after five minutes, they became stable and you didn't need that. So if you were ready and you knew you were going in with a group that you had pre-organized with on Discord, because by the way, that was pretty much the only way to organize that crap, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: (laughs) Uh, then you could get in on time. But otherwise somebody might jump in ahead of you not knowing that there was already a full planned group or maybe on purpose doing it and being like whatever I need this I don't care about the other person yeah uh, so that was I, I appreciate them having the unstable uh, nodes in an attempt to slow down people just jumping in not knowing what's mm-hmm. going on but uh, there's got to be a better way I don't know
3: yeah
0: yeah that seemed to be the biggest complaint about Baldassian mm-hmm. right that even if you were prepared or you had like a big group, there there was again, like an RNG element, I yep. guess, because like you couldn't control what was happening. And I think that's where like in a design sort of sense, you're going, okay, well, if this is essentially in a way going to be instanced content, even though it's like, you know what I'm, it's, it's like technically not like you're instancing into a raid. It is like part of this open map, but you also do have to like have a group and coordinate this thing to get into it. It's like that's that's fine, but it does create this huge problem if this is like your one shot in this instance to Mm -hmm. do this. And then you have you have sixty people there that you have by some miracle managed to get in one place at the same time, let alone your eight that you normally raid with, right? Like you have sixty people. And then because one per like somebody in the instance doesn't know what's happening suddenly you all can't go in and this whole planned run is like, is null. Yeah. Like that's not good. If it's going to be an open thing, people should be able to just go in and like try to do it. Or, or, you know, there should be a way to say like, here's our 60. We submit, like we're going in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's yeah. I hope they erase that. But all of that aside, Baldessian is brilliant. Can <laughs> I just say Yes. like, I, it's brilliant because it is content that is like taking the end game in a different direction, like end game or difficult content, right? Taking it in a different direction. Um, and that also is not just our regular formula for like eight man encounters. And it also makes the map uh, map dynamic and interesting. And it mm-hmm. makes use of the relic gear and armor. So it's not completely null and void for mm-hmm. all time. like. It's brilliant, but it's at the end of a long grind that a yes. ton of people didn't do. And so what's like, the reward? <laughs> special mount. There's special loot that drops too, right? I think
2: you get the final like augmenty yeah. piece from there, but mm. I'm not 100% for your relic. Yeah. I I don't 100% recall, but I feel like there should have been more things from that. Cuz while Yes, oh, agreed. Yeah, while I I wanted to do, I never did. Well, DC and Arsenal. I wanted to do, do it because it was—it sounded fun. It's straight up yeah, sounded fun, right? exactly. Uh, but I never got to that point because uh, I think, like Rook mentioned very early in the show, people fell off because it was like, yeah, I'm tired of doing this crap. So around the end of um, Pyros, beginning of Hydatos, I was like, um, I'm done. I, this is pointless for me. And then, you know, two weeks after that, they're like, new content, build DC and Arsenal. You totally want to do this, right? I'm like, I do want to do this, but I stopped
0: playing Eureka. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that we didn't know that going in, like, it was fun to have all this be a surprise, right? Because you do go in and you're like, oh, new systems. Oh, what's this? Oh, Discovery. And that's great. But I think if they had said from the beginning, there will be a new special kind of content at the end of this progression, like, Upgrading your weapons and gear will serve an actual purpose for the first time, you know, outside of just people who want to optimize it for raids or in the interim or, you know, whatever it is. Like, if they had said from the get-go that there was going to be some kind of goal with this, I think people would have stuck, I would have stuck in it more, you know? Um, But it got to the point where, like, I loved Pagos. But I fell off in Pyros because I was like, I one, on stream, I'm like, I can't keep doing this every single day on stream for a million years. Everybody's so bored. No one wants to see it anymore. (laughs) But two, it just, it did, like, as more and more people fell off, even if you were hanging in there, it became like more of a slog to choose to do that over anything else just for a cosmetic weapon. And like, I wanted the story and I wanted to keep going with it. But it's tough when you're trying to figure out how you're going to balance your time in the game. And without knowing that that was going to be a time investment that led to some really incredible brand new content in the game, people couldn't tailor. And then they were trying to rush to get prepared when it came out and not everybody was able to get, you know, to that position fast mm-hmm. enough.
2: Which is a shame because it sounds really fun. They did the, the whole yeah. sort of uh, separate parties thing, didn't they? Or was that, yeah. that was just for the rooms with the switches? I think so. Which uh, then spawned a fade outside, which I thought was also very cool spawned a fate for everybody who either couldn't do Arsenal or didn't want to do Arsenal, but happened to still be doing Eureka, uh, was the absolute virtue fate, which was another 11 callback, Mm -hmm. and you had to beat that up and successfully beat it, right?
0: Yes, I believe if it failed, the instance failed, Mm -hmm. which is another weird problem. But didn't you have the option if, like, once the fate was done, you could be teleported into the Baldessian instance or something? Yeah, Eight more people one more party of
2: people.
0: I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is nice because at the very least, it's not like you have the squad that actually gets to go into Baldessian and then you have the sad people that got abandoned outside that only have to wait for this fate to happen, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Like, at least you can go in. Um, I think it would have been even more fun though, if like, maybe that fate was not something tied directly to the actual instance itself. Like, Like, if people being inside of Baldessian like, spawned bonus reward or, like, special fates or special story stuff just in the zone, I think that people, you know, would have more fun even just, like, going around and doing them without the people in the arsenal having to worry about, like, oh, but what if this thing fails or what if people don't come in, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe I'm, maybe
2: I'm mean, but I kind of like that. Like...
0: <gasps> ooh, I,
2: just, I thought... You could at least have the one party outside that would not necessarily guarantee but at least give you some sort of feeling maybe somebody would show up to the fate, right? right. You have your, yeah, your yeah, one yeah. party who's like, guys, it's here, come on, come on, everybody, right? They're like your, your <laughs> Pied Pipers, come on.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that idea could be just just used so well in Boja. like one party goes in to infiltrate the place and the rest are there trying to keep the re- reinforcements from coming back. If they don't succeed, more things spawn in there. So, you know, like, one of eight of these waves got in. Oh, well, you got to deal with one more thing inside. Like, that's really cool. There could be yeah. fun communication between the two of them. It's a great idea, and I want to see it used more. But, yeah, it's like, don't put it at the end. Just <laughs> the first thing. There should be a Baldessian arsenal in the first Boja if you're going to do it. If you're going to do something like it, put it in the it's, first one.
2: It's dangerous. I'm, I, I, yeah. I see what you're getting at, Rook. Like it eureka was constantly full of people right so there wasn't that big of a chance that people would fail Mm -hmm. but we don't know if this this next one is going to hold on to people like eureka did so if they design it in that same way it could absolutely screw over the people inside an instance if the people Mm -hmm. outside are like "Eh, i don't want to do this anymore bye
0: well yeah it's just it's like a question right um if there's anything because people want like if people are dedicated to running that content they want to be a part of it you know what Mm. i mean like you want to go charging in the front of Baldessian. you don't want to be the babysitter squad sitting out in the woods just like waiting for a thing to happen but it's also cool when you have a map that has some sort of big thing that can happen on it like why not let that trigger other stuff that people out and about could be doing right but then the big question is like do you make that something that's make or break for the people inside? Aldino, mm-hmm. I actually like your idea on that or like compromise that like if things fail outside, maybe it makes things harder inside, but doesn't like wipe the entire instance or like, um, you know, like having the portal I think is good because at the very least that party that stuck outside to mm-hmm. ensure that the fate succeeds can come in and join in the fight. Right. Um. Or, you know, if you gave we talked about buffs or stuff like that. Like, you know, if there's a team that's out doing this particular fate, right? They do that fate, they get a special buff or something. Then they come in and they get to play a special role in the next boss. Like that would be kind of fun. Um, Make you feel like, oh, well, yeah, I was out in babysitter town for a while, but (laughs) now I'm in and I get to do something cool and heroic. Like that would be neat. There's a lot of ways they could handle it, but the idea of having something like this is so valuable for 14, I think, because, um, they could do so much with it. I mean, we could have these kinds of open dungeons, like we could have these in just maps, like in the final map of an expansion. How fun would that be? If like you get through the X pack, you complete the story and then tiding us over to the next patch, there is some kind of like big cool culminating fight that you can be tackling on this last map with a big group of people. Like that would be really fun. Um, And I just hope that, yeah, we see it early in Boja that we see even like a smaller scale of it on each Mm -hmm. of the different instances or maps. Because um, again, I think people would have stuck in with it more if they had really felt like each of those different steps was leading to something that was gonna be fun for them as opposed to just like a cosmetic thing, which is what Mm -hmm. a lot of relics end up being ultimately. Mm -hmm.
2: I was gonna ask uh, you guys if there was anything else you could think of, but someone in chat, uh, Kaj again, is mentioning the death penalty in Eureka. Oh, yeah. How When mm-hmm. you die, you lose experience. Mm-hmm. It does still exist, yeah. <laughs> I hated that. Oh my god, that was so bad.
0: Did you? I actually well. Did you like uh, it? I liked it up to a point. Like, I felt like if you reach max, you shouldn't have your experience taken sure, away yeah. from you. But I did like there being an actual penalty to death, you know? <laughs>
2: I spent a lot of time playing 11 like I mentioned earlier and yeah. that the death penalty is a thing in all content in 11. Uh and I think I just have have the predisposition to when I see experience taken taken away and like leveling down I'm just like mm-mm, mm-mm,
0: mm-mm,
2: <laughs> yeah. mm-mm. don't Brings want back to the don't want to do it. <laughs> no 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 no
0: no. No I got PTSD. It's not good. Yep. Aldito, what did you think about it? Did you like uh, having, like, that sort of weight behind staying alive?
1: I mean, it was all right. Um, It didn't stop me from interacting with the content. Like, that's not the reason why I didn't do it. Like, I didn't really mind too much. Because, yeah, I I played 11 for a shorter amount of time. And, I I mean, I would just die down to level with people. Like, sometimes it was because, you know, like, I was in two groups because I was a... Red Mage and people wanted one. And I'm like, okay, I'll die down to play with you and you, and that's cool. But like, if the content is fun, I don't really care how long it takes. If it's fun and engaging, I'll do it. If I died because I did something stupid and I lost a level, then okay, I gotta get it back. But yeah, I can see how I died because someone pulled this thing over here and now I've lost experience. Yeah, that sucks.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's a good point, though. Yeah. That sucks.
1: When it's not your own fault, oh man.
2: But you didn't you didn't lose experience if you were raised, right? You just lost it if you returned. Yes. In eleven, even if you were raised, unless it was like a raise three, you still lost a little bit of experience. Which Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: I'm glad I took that out because that would have been nonsense. I'm like it kind of inspired people to come and help you. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like I think too, because people knew that they're, you know, like, oh, there's actually a direct penalty for doing this, that they would go out of their way to come help you more, which is also really nice. Um, it felt like again resing actually had some kind of real place yes. which was great um go and red wear shine yeah yeah
2: mm-hmm. go like, everywhere like in, in a set
0: of two razors so that <laughs> if one of you dies the other's like no nah, I got you it's fine to worry about it yep yeah I do think it's tough though when yeah sometimes you know like a mob train gets dragged over or stuff like that where you're just mm-hmm. like why is this happening um or like you're rushing like that's the thing because there is this impetus to rush around the zones for the notorious monsters like we were talking about earlier um the like subtlety of being able to be like I have learned this map inside and out and I will Mm -hmm. never die like that's a great reward it feels good when you know that you can like avoid death because you just like really know the enemies in the zone but it stinks when you're trying to like just do the thing that everybody's doing in the zone and then you're dying and there's like a huge train of enemies that all aggro on you and you're just like well I guess I'm boned and that's it you know (laughs) like So Mm. it's a balance, Mm. Um, and I don't know what exactly would change that. Like, having less frequent notorious monsters, having, I I just, I don't know, having more rewards for mobs or just, like, um, more variation in, like, Mm. the mobs in different regions that, like, really gives you some reason to do it. Um, As as we were talking about leveling or, like, de-leveling even, I thought, oh, maybe it would be kind of cool if they allowed you the option at level cap to like roll over your character back to that minimum level again. Mm. It's like, maybe you got a currency or something like for some other special set of rewards that would then encourage you to like help other people if they don't put a like level sync system in. Right. There's a lot of options. I don't know.
2: They did something like you didn't become level one again, but once you hit cap, you kept getting points in 11 and I think a lot of games do it. I think ESO does it. Yeah. Um, I do not remember what it was yeah. called at 11, but... I it's think like it was champion. Merits, right? Yes, Merit Points in 11. Champion yeah. Points, I think, in ESO.
1: And, like, yes, in yeah. other genres, there's Prestiging in Call of Duty, or similar in, like, Payday. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's where a you thing, 14, yeah. come on! <laughs> yeah. That, that would be an nice interesting system. Too. Like, yes. even if they just did something, where, like, by getting those Prestige or Merits, or, like, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you were able to then make your overall journey easier? Yes. Like, Jump ahead five levels in the next one. Yeah, or like keep, you know, keep mount access or like there were some kind like some sort of just reward that was worth that was just so worth it. Um, that would kind of give you like a larger scale uh yeah, like investment. So if you put the time in, it wouldn't be as arduous later on, or you know, whatever it was. I think that would be kind of nice too. Extra relic bonus. Speaking
2: yeah. of, oh yeah. <laughs> so the main thing in Eureka really was, besides the arsenal, was relics, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so really quickly, uh, relics did not start in, in Eureka. Crazy, right? There were two <laughs> two iterations, technically like two and a half iterations. <laughs> yeah. Before that, and I'm, I just want to like quickly speed read through these uh, these things that you had to do i'm mm-hmm. not gonna i'm not gonna do like the here's everything guys but uh yeah. for for the zodiac weapons which were the first ones um in at least in the 2.0 version because there were zodiac weapons in 1.0 and there was a mm-hmm. different process entirely it was very strange um so you pick up your regular timeworn version that's pretty much where we start with all relic weapons so far mm-hmm. is you get your your antiquated or your weathered or your timeworn um you you fight a trial, you go to a dungeon, you slay a bunch of different random-ass mobs, you fight another trial, and then you do, like, four other trials, and then you have to turn in poetics for an item. Poetics? Oh my gosh. If you guys don't have poetics saved up, you might want to. <laughs> We've already seen it with these new weapons... Yes. We're going to have to spend poetics. So, expect Get your to poetics like, ready. Yes, expect to spend poetics for everything always. And that's just your first your first one uh, of eight. Uh and then the second one, the second one consistently across the board is like really easy. For the first one, it was trading three uh Thevenarian mists to this to this furnace thing. You're done. Next one, Atma. That was it.
3: <laughs> oh, Atma. Uh,
2: Atma was the worst one. If you uh did you do Atma too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there like? were there were like three I, to five fates in, in every uh, of the main zones. Uh, yeah, Black Shroud, Thamelin, and Lanosha. There were 12 fates total. And you had to get these things called Atma, which were the, uh, based off of the 12 Zodiac animals. And they drop with RNG.
0: Kind of, sometimes. Sometimes they drop with
2: RNG. There might be... Was- was- uh-huh
0: they're terrible disaster nightmares. Yes. This is, I can't like this is the thing. This is the thing. The mm-hmm. RNG keeps coming up. Yes. And mm-hmm. like the most hated steps of all the relics are the ones that have this like RNG element. And I just I hope we just cut that out. I don't like <laughs> if you do the step and you spend the hours give me the thing. done Yes. There needs At to be
2: crazy. some kind of limit. Like they have you mentioned earlier on the primals. You get uh, 99 totems or whatever. You turn that in, you get the dog. You get, I don't know, an hour on a fate end. You get that yeah. because people spent like days farming one fate. I never did. I was very very lucky. But some <laughs> some people spent days and days and days trying to get these things. Especially for people who are trying to do this casually, they they yeah. spent a lot of boring ass time trying to get these these terrible tokens. Yeah. Um, I don't. Well, we'll see. I think they've they've cut this this particular type thing ad, down a little bit. But keep I it in your so. minds, guys. Keep this terrible Atma in your minds. Yes. Um, then there's these nine books that require you to go and do a couple of old dungeons and uh, fates, different little combos of stuff. And Not a
0: couple. No, like a five million. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I mean, yes, it's a lot.
0: It's like five it's million. You have to do like five million for every single book.
1: <laughs> it was a lot of stuff.
0: For Okay. Uh, but they were. You also had to
2: pay for them, so you had to pay yes. to to like give your pain to this book,
0: right? Yeah, I'm still <laughs> salty. I'm still salty about the relic reward. Even the the base game relics, even to this day, even after they've made so many of the steps easier, this one is by far, personally, in my opinion, the worst mm. of them all. <laughs> <laughs> so the next step after that is the Novus. Uh,
2: it's some more poetics junk. Um, and you get a, a different item that you have to put 75 materia in. And at the time, mm. materia were not plentiful, especially the, the higher level ones. We was like threes yep. and fours at the time. I don't recall. But there was a lot of that. And then you also had to get 75 Alexandrite, uh, which you could either, again, pay for with Poetics or do a daily quest for. one. So you got one per day for a long-ass time. So that was a very long step. Not a very difficult mm-hmm. step, but just by virtue of the limited amount of, of items you could get, kind of a long step. Uh, then the Nexus, where you had to soul glaze your relic, whatever that means, but it means light farm. This is our first light yep. farm. Uh, it's a, It was a grind. It was a boring grind, but uh, people also figured out that certain places had bonus light. So certain certain things got farmed and that light farm actually didn't take too long. Didn't take as long as Atma farming. No, 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 yes. no, no. <laughs> Cause you could you can work towards making
0: the light farm faster, whereas the Atma farm was like, eh, deal with it, sucker. <laughs>
2: yep.
3: However,
0: one one weird thing about this that was mm. a really strange trade-off. And it made me really grateful that as we've moved further, they've gone away from just like making you run X thing a hundred times. Because the more and more that people ran stuff, the more jaded they got about that content, the more they hated that content, the more, mm-hmm. the more they wanted that content to go by faster, right? Mm-hmm. Which is part of what contributed to a lot of the issues with the main story quest roulette. And the fact that like people would be going into some of these instances that they'd run a billion times to farm for light in some other portion of the game and would be completely callous to new players because this was just a farm for them. But for the new players it was their very first time experiencing Mm -hmm. it and like this was something that i personally had issues with when i first came into the game years and years ago where i was just absolutely harassed and lambasted in a couple instances because they were notorious light farms Mm -hmm. and nobody wanted to do them with a new player so it's it's weird i i and we'll, we'll talk about this more later, I'm sure, but I'm not sorry that they have, like, moved away from trying to use the relics as a way to, like, engage people in existing maps, fates, content, and dungeons. Mm. Okay. Because it did lead to some weird issues. Yeah.
2: That's actually an interesting perspective I've never heard before. So I'm, I'm excited to have, to have more talks about this. Mm. Uh, but we have two more two more phases in, in this first like <laughs> Eight <laughs> phases. You do four quests that require you to complete four dungeons, uh, pay 20,000 grand company seals, uh, an item of 200 poetics, uh, 100,000 gil. So screw you if you don't have very much money. Uh, So really you're paying 400,000 gil because it's it's times Mm -hmm. four for all of this. Uh, And then two HQ items that were level 53 star recipes. So you had to either know somebody that could make these things for you, get the items to do it, or also pay for those. Mm-hmm. so this, this one was the money sink um, the only good thing about this was you could do all of the stuff that w- required you to run the content on not, not the job that you were making the weapon for that's yeah. one, the, one other thing I did not mention across the board you pretty much always have to be on the correct job so if you have four friends who are DPS they cannot do this together mm-hmm. <laughs> in a lot of cases but on this particular step you could all switch around jobs and as long as you had it on you it was fine because it was just check off the dungeon. Oh, excuse me, dungeon. Mm-hmm. And then the NPCs ran you around for you know half an hour or something. Yep. And then the last one is light farm again. Like they didn't learn their lesson very quickly. We had light farm yeah. again. uh, Twenty thousand light again. And I guess it was like twelve times you had to reset your thing with Bob's yeah. Mahatmas is what they were called. Yep. Anyway, that's all of that stuff went into the first relic. Uh, I am not gonna lie; I liked the first relic, but it's because, uh, with the exception of that Atma step, which, as I mentioned, I was very lucky on, mm-hmm. uh, all of the thing, all of the requirements are very clear cut. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what you have to do. You have to run this, you run this, run this. You turn in this, you get this. You're done, right?
1: yeah there was there was the lack of RNG past Atma which is which is so nice because like if I have to go through all these steps please don't make it random like just stop (laughs) just stop just like just make it harder not random (laughs) make it take longer not random just don't do random
2: if you have limited time I could see why this uh relic would just you'd be like I don't I don't want to do this I don't have time Mm -hmm. I have better things to do like eat and sleep Uh, I I was moving around a lot at the time, so all I had the time for was play video games. So I I finished each stage of these relics very, very quickly.
0: Yeah, it's nice. I think... I I actually do like the point about that, because it is true. You know what you do, you know what you need to do, and you know how you can meet it. There are a few things that are kind of weird most for me, like it's that Atma RNG, Mm -hmm. and then the materia, which hasn't really updated with the game's materia, to make it so that, you know, now you can use whatever materia. So, even now, it's yeah. actually pretty expensive to do that if you are going to go have to buy low level materia to put into that materia step because people just don't have a lot of it anymore. Right. Yeah. So, there are like ways to work around that. Um, I think one of the things that I always find frustrating about like grinds in an MMO is if a lot of the different steps are basically the same thing, just times. 50 that you have to do over and over and over until it becomes mind numbing like I much prefer having a quest or having um, something that's just a little bit different or I don't know just like having something that shakes it up a little bit Um, otherwise I'm like if you have a step that makes me run around this map for two hours I don't want to have to run around map for two hours for two weeks you know like I, I, I want it to be concise about like the specific step and like do this thing, fine, great, but like don't just keep repeating the same thing over and over mm-hmm. and over at varying intensities of like times five, times 10, times 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I fall off a little bit with the with this base one, but it balances out because the relics in it are actually really neat and really like tied to the classes, which I love. I love that they are like specific relics that are iconic for those yes. different classes um as opposed to you know maybe like later on where it's just like i don't know this one's like a different variation of sparky like (laughs) it's that's fun but i didn't feel the same kind of like oh i'm really like i'm getting a piece of my class's history in heavensward as i did with arr so yeah uh the
2: (laughs) there was also the thing at the end of the quest where uh They were like, all right, now we're going to just like squish up your weapon and make it something else and it might fail. And you're like, what? Uh, This is the last step and it could fail. I'm not doing all of that again. Are you kidding me? And, you know, as the person who got up and asked in the morning to finish this freaking weapon, um, I'm like, I don't I don't I don't know, guys. Like, it's probably they're not they're lying. Right. Right. They're lying. Did somebody do this already? You you got your thing, right? I'm not gonna screw this up. So, Win ahead. It is a lie. They're not gonna take your relic weapon away from you. But you know, having done all that and and not being really sure, because coming from 1.0, there were parts of the relic where if you screwed it up, you lost it. It was yeah. gone. I'm I'm sure it was it was like a callback to be like, haha, look, remember when we did that, we're not doing that anymore, don't worry. But they didn't yeah. say that, man, so
0: I was worried. i didn't know that about 1.0 terrible
2: awful the way you uh started it in 1.0 was you had a certain kind of weapon made that was kind of difficult to make pricey Mm -hmm. to make and then you had very pricey materia that you had to meld two of and if you melded something in 1.0 and you failed the item broke Yep. So you melded a materia in and it didn't break. Hooray! You melded the second materia and it broke. You lost your materia and your item. Start again. It was pricey by the way.
3: Yep. <laughs> so
2: coming upon this step at the very end of the 2.0 relic, I was like, huh? Please don't do this to me,
0: Yoshi P. Yeah. Why? I've never been I've never been so glad that Bahamut destroyed the world. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. The screwed up. The screwed up. I mean, it'd be one thing if, like, I don't know, it'd be one thing if you were encouraged, like, if there was a way to make it so that you had, like, a 100% success chance, like, you know, you just spent the time making sure your crafter was, like, perfect and materia melding was perfect, and, like, then I guess that's fine, because then it it makes the relic more... I guess more special or you know gives you mm-hmm. some reason to like maybe collaborate with a crafter or somebody who's high level if, if that was an option but not if you just have a chance of it failing just out of nowhere and then it explodes
2: Yeah. <laughs> no good no good uh, uh, and then the other kind of cool part about this uh, was if you had that weapon completed and then you went into uh, the next expansion to make your animal weapon you could just be like It was fun, weapon. Here you go. Give me the next step of the new one. Thanks. you get to skip the, uh, I don't even remember what it was called because I skipped it. It was like a crystal, luminous crystal. You had to get six luminous crystals from Fates. (laughs) Haha From Fates. So you got to skip that in the next one if if you had your old weapon.
0: I I really love that they did that. Yes.
2: Do you... The the rate had to be higher than Atma, right? Was it guaranteed? It I don't was. think it was guaranteed, though.
1: I don't was it? think it
2: so. It
0: might have been. Was mm-hmm. it? No, I can't remember. Yeah, me neither.
1: I know I did it a second time because I got the because I had the previous uh, relic for summoner, but I didn't have it. And I I remember doing it, and it didn't take very long. But I don't remember if I didn't get any sometimes. Mm-hmm.
2: You know yeah, what? it's been a I think, while. I think I did actually do this because I, I think at the time they didn't give us zodiac replicas. Yes. So if you turn, if you turned in your weapon, it was gone, and I was like, no, <laughs> no,
0: no, I'm keeping. Okay, this. that part is bad. It's that part bad. not good. But, yeah. like, the idea of having something that does roll over. And yes, so far we have no indication that Boja is going to be like this. But, oh, man, would I love it if there was some kind of incentive for having maxed out, like, your armor or weapon in Eureka to then, like, have yeah. some kind of additional boost or, like, option as we get into the more, like, grindy section of this. Even if it just makes you stronger, I don't know, like, starting out in the zone or something. Like, that would be so nice just to give a little heads up Or even if they, which we haven't seen so far, but like long term, if they keep doing this style of content for relics and it becomes more formulaic as opposed to different, uh, like with each expansion, it'd be kind of nice if like whatever that like arsenal or that thing is at the end, um, if it did kind of directly contribute like to you maybe having a little bit of like a leg up or you got like a drop or a reward or something from that, that then could be taken into the next iteration. That'd be cool.
2: I think, and I'm not 100% on this, but when the animal weapons didn't carry over, I think Yoshi P was like, we're not going to do the carryover thing anymore because they're not related to each other. So I don't think I we, gotcha. al- we can see that rollover there, but maybe who knows? <laughs> they say stuff and then change their minds all the time, right? So right. I'm, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt, but I wouldn't count on it either. You know. So uh, for the animal weapons, oh, in the chat, uh, Kaj is saying that he doesn't think the crystals are guaranteed. But I do remember it being less painful than Atma yeah. before, especially because it was six and not 12.
3: Yeah. Ugh.
2: Anywho, um, six steps for this, not eight. They already shortened it a little. Um, you get the first step from that uh, that fate thing, which apparently wasn't as bad. Our mm-hmm. memories are gone, but we're going to assume uh, and yeah. then you have to do ten dungeons. Not like yep. four different quests with four different dungeons. Just straight up, do all of these dungeons really quick. All right. Uh, and then go get some items. This, uh these items. Do you remember, did you guys do this one? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unidentifiable huh. bone shell orange seeds. There were approximately 1,000 ways to get these. Uh, dailies, uh yeah beastman dailies. you could buy them. You could get them from uh doing Alexander runs, hunts, and maps. and oh my gosh, what did you need? You needed a hundred and sixty of the items total mm-hmm. to turn in to get four uh different kinds of tokens, which you also then turned in to get the final four items that you needed, yeah, so it was like drawn out for really almost no reason right
3: yeah
0: i I mean at least there were a variety of ways to get them which is nice because then you can choose what you are already doing or you get like some extra rewards for what you're already doing or for things that you don't hate doing Mm -hmm. so that you can at least you know just keep working on this long term as opposed to having to completely change up what you might want to be doing in the game just to do this step
2: it made me really happy that I'd uh, finished all my Beastman Daily things out. Right. <laughs> a lot of people yeah, were like, definitely. that sounds dumb. That's useless. And I'm like, well, I need the dies and stuff at the end, and I don't know. There's nothing else to do. I'll do it. Oh, also, unidentifiable items. I can get 1 yep. million a day. Ha 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 ha. ha. So, uh, it was just, it was unnecessarily complicated levels of, right. of item getting. Kind of like Pagos, I guess. Or, uh, logos, logo, logograms. mm
1: Because,
2: mm-hmm. again, screw your inventory. Yeah, um, who needs
1: that?
2: Yes. The next phase, uh, hyperconductive. Like I told you, second phase, get some items, turn them in, you're done. Yep. Wait three months or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the phase three, this is the one uh, I, I mentioned earlier. I was going to address all, like, being a hoarder and keeping all that stuff in your inventory because I am 100% guilty of that. And this... Mm. This particular part of the quest, uh, has only encouraged me to remain a hoarder because, mm-hmm. uh, you had to get 75. No, you had to get 80 umbrite and um, 80 crystal sand. Umbrite was just 75 poetics each. You pay poetics forever. You get the amount you yep. need You turn them in. Crystal sand was turning in a bunch of different kinds of stuff, including unidentifiable stuff. So if you had extra ones of those lying around, but if you had, uh, from Last Expansion or, or you know, One Point or whatever, Inferno Horns and Crag Hearts and Diamond Tears and stuff still in your inventory that you hadn't turned into furniture or barding or whatever. You could turn those in. I had a bunch of those. You could buy some junk from the grand company. You could turn mm-hmm. in Demi material, which very, very quickly became useless, right? Yep. Huh, and then they had, like, airship materials. So I this is, again, an a example of... uh. Yay! A bunch of different places you can get your your uh, crystal sand, but also hey, remember that crap that you haven't cleared out of your inventory? Give it to us. Get rid of it, please. Clear out your inventory.
1: I loved that one of the things you could give to them is the previous items from the the, the step before, like the ore and seeds and stuff,
3: mm-hmm.
1: because because of the the like the way that it was transferred into one item. You would have extra left over because it mm-hmm. doesn't; it's not equal, you Two know. Like of you one had kind, ten. three of another. Yeah.
2: Yep.
1: And it's like, cool. Thank you for letting me use that. But why did we do this in the first place? Yeah.
0: This is. I was say, this is a nice thing from having it be like a relic that's also integrated with the expansion itself, right? Where mm-hmm. you're like running content from the expansion or like directly tied to it, as opposed to being in its own kind of instance,
3: mm.
0: because. Yes, you do have so much random garbage when you're done at the end of an expansion and you're sitting there like, okay, well, I ran Titania until I got what I wanted. But now I have all these weird little drops or extra things or, you know, whatever it is that's just been sitting there in your inventory piling up. So I do kind of miss having steps like this where you can just offload a whole bunch because that is really nice. And I do really dig it. It's definitely Um, something I hope we see in the next part. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to get rid of
2: those like Hydatos and Pyros crystals. I right. don't know how they would make it make sense,
0: but if they can,
2: please do it. I have oh, a billion. Please.
0: Yes. Oh my God, yes. that'd be so good. Or even like the treasure chest. Like, let me just contribute goods to the cause. Yeah. And then I get, you know, I can shorten another step if I want from this mm-hmm. new one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be so nice. That's really what I'm hoping
2: for based off of this particular step in here. Uh, The next step, you get some singing clusters. You buy them or or get them via quests. That one I don't think took very long.
3: Uh,
2: And then you get... This is called the final step, but it's not. Um, You do some dungeons. Again. Uh, I I like that they make you do old content, uh, which Mm -hmm. I think is very interesting since you're saying it's terrible sometimes when old
0: people have to do old content, right?
3: Well...
2: Or like
0: older players... Go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, no, it I think you're probably going to say what I was going to okay, say. Yeah.
1: I think it's the, it's the repetition, right? It's it's the, like, okay. if you just have to do it once. Well, I do it once. It doesn't really matter how long it takes. Even if I'm in a hurry, if it took 30, right. 40 minutes, So because it's cares? not
2: the farm, it's all right.
1: Right. If okay. you had to do Amdapur hard 50 times for your light, by the, I don't know, fourth time, you're like, please speed up. Why aren't yeah. you doing damage? Can we big pull, please? Why are you doing this? And the people exactly. are like, I'm new. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> What's a about? big pole? <sighs> I'm sorry, this is a Wendy's. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like, what? Yeah. Why?
2: All right, that's fair. That's that's a good point. But yes, uh, you do a couple dungeons. You get some kind of soul stone. I don't even know how. And then you farm light. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't just leave it alone. Gotta do some light for this one. Have and, to. And they'll... I, a little bit. I, I, I don't want to say I can guarantee, but I really do think, especially after what we had to do in uh, Eureka, we're going to probably see light in this next thing. Uh. I really hope not.
0: I but don't want it. I've seen know. enough light. Shadowbringers, there was so much light. The whole sky was yeah. flooded with it. I don't need yeah. any more. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we don't have to farm light. It's everywhere, okay?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't need it. Thank you so much. I I hate the light forming. Like, I'm not gonna lie, even in Eureka is one of my least favorite things. I'm like, I spent so many hours just getting experience. Like, like that was really what felt so frustrating to me in Eureka. I was like, if I have spent the hours getting up to level cap, getting whatever things I need, upgrading the stuff, like the last thing I want to do when I finally hit that sweet, beautiful max level is then spend another like week just farming a mob or farming a thing or farming a like i loved the first stage because it felt so organic like Mm. as we go through and we do the notorious monsters and we do the other stuff the stuff that i want drops my experience i get it i'm running around with people i'm unlocking stuff i'm getting you know more mobile i'm getting my mount all of that's so great and then when i'm done and i hit that cap I can make like three weapons right off the yeah. bat. And then if I want to go and do more, I can. But when we got to the light phases later, I was just like,
3: Ooh, why
2: I... do I gotta?
0: <laughs> it, it really sucks that you can't get it while you're leveling.
2: That's yeah. part yeah. of the, the nice part of Eureka I mentioned earlier. Like you get the stuff to do your weapons at the end while you're leveling, but not light. Screw you when it comes to light every time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we did light. Uh, and then we had the the actual final, final thing. When you do the NPC runaround, you do some hard mode trials, like all of them. Every single one, I guess. Yeah. In a specific order. And then you turn in a thing for poetics. That was it. The last steps are have been kind of like straightforward and nice. It's
1: so, a victory lap, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, yeah. I guess uh, something, something about... Um, I feel... Ugh. With my with my uh my logic earlier, I feel like I should like the animal weapon more, since it's it's still very cut and dry. But I still mm-hmm. like the first one more. Maybe it's just that that first thing, yeah, like rose rose colored glasses thing. I'm not sure. Or maybe at the time the uh the content, even though we we kind of they were sending us back to run old content, it was still almost
0: current, almost current. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I- did really like uh. Sorry, did you want to go ahead?
1: Oh, no, you go ahead.
0: Um, Like if the original ones have that sense of having a really historical, important lore weapon, right? One Mm -hmm. thing I did really enjoy about the Heaven Sword and the Anima weapon was your fun little buddy. I like the little buddy that you make, yeah. And like that, I think made me more excited to complete each phase because I was like, I wanna see how my little buddy's gonna grow up. And I really liked that. And then this is such a weird side note, even more so than the weapon, I liked the minion that you get (laughs) at the end because it felt like we had taken this journey together and here's my little bud and finally my little bud has a form. And then I got like a minion of that little creature. And now anytime I use that minion, I think back on that journey and it's kind of like a fun bonus thing that actually made that portion of the relic like fun and memorable to me. I remember... um... Me and a couple
2: of friends were wondering who that voice was. Like, where where does this mm. random random soul weapon guy come from? Who is it? And people were thinking, is that that Arjaphan? He's dead. Is mm. that his sale? She's dead.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I remember those theories.
2: Yeah, and I kind of liked that. So I wasn't necessarily disappointed to see little fairy guy at the end. But it was like, oh, mm-hmm. I would have I would have liked if you were somebody else.
1: <laughs> I. It's it's. Like, the first relic, to me, you know, made sense. Historical weapons, that's cool. For some jobs, and I, I think this really should be part of what they think about about relics, if you're not making it yourself, if it is a historical item, give us the history, right? Mm-hmm. Why are all these steps just what we're doing right now? Give us some history. Give us some echo. Come on. Like, what are you talking about? Why don't we have that? Like, when the anima thing was happening, I was like, as a summoner. I look at the Anima, I look at the Eggy, I look at Bahamut, and I'm like, how does any of this work? Like, <laughs> why, why is this not addressed? Why as me as a summoner making this, or as a scholar making this, you don't go, this is really similar to a fairy. Can we get some explanation on that? Nah, it's just everybody does it, don't worry about it. <laughs> what? Like, this is job-specific content, kind of, even though everyone does the same thing. Give me some job-specific lore. Give me more.
0: Well, that you would be know. a really cool way now that they've removed well, removed, modified, adjusted yeah. our job specific stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we moving forward have more of these like group class kind of yeah. specific quest lines, they could easily do something where like that group class quest line then transitions you like or gives you like a little you know jumping point so that when you go to do this relic, there would be something that would be like unique to your class getting this relic, you know? Mm -hmm. Something about that story or some of the cutscenes or something there, or like the final steps that would have to actually say something about your class so that you could still get, you could still get that sense of like, yes, how it all connects and how your job plays a role in like the iconic history of Final Fantasy. And you wouldn't have to necessarily devote the time and resources to like a full quest line that's independent for every single one, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, you just need a couple of things. Like, they just had names. Like, you know, like the first Summoner one was, like, the Veil of Wii U. And I'm like, okay. Who that? Tell me more. Yeah. You know, and think it was a little bit. Yeah. But, like, that's that's such a great place to do it. I don't know. Nice. I don't know why they don't.
0: Even between those, like, um, steps, if, yeah, mm-hmm. you unlock this next step and you get a lore entry or you get, yeah. like, a, you know, something that you can read. You get yeah. something, you know, a, an ongoing journal or something that gives you these additional lore tidbits that would be really rewarding in and of itself and then you would again kind of feel that like bigger connection to Mm -hmm. the time you were spending with each of these steps and then two depending on which version of of the weapon you decided to stick with you'd have like a different flair you know this is a specific thing to to this particular kind of person or this piece of lore that connects to my class for me and then uh
2: depending upon if you're a person who doesn't care about that at all You don't have to read it
3: yeah if it's just like a
2: it's in your lore book the people who care go and read it the people who are like i just need light you don't have to read it it's fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) so speaking of histories all of that was just the history of relics so that we could talk about eureka relics yeah Uh, they very much simplified this process uh, i think personally uh you do see echoes of the original ones there especially in the Go get, go get tokens, guys. Just like a million tokens, forever tokens. Um, there are a couple different stages in each of the four Eureka locations. Uh, I think the first one has four, and the mm-hmm. first three are just turn-in tokens. So you could do them back to back, and it, it just becomes like one smoosh uh, phase, right? One, uh, yes. So so while there are a lot of steps here, you could just do them really, 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 really quickly in a lot of cases. Uh, in each different area they add one extra thing right so Mm. what is it in in the first one you're just doing crystals and fate items there's your fate Mm -hmm. items again except these ones aren't rng you always get them yes they did it they figured it out (laughs) uh the rng there was getting the thing to pop right yeah so in the first one just crystals and fate items and then in the second one crystals fade items and light and then in the third one, Crystal Spade Atom's Light, and you have to augment it. That was very RNG. What were they thinking? <laughs> and then those four things, plus the Eureka Fragments in Hydatos. So I, I mentioned earlier I didn't really like that they were adding a layer every time. I think it was appropriate in the case of the relics. Um, mm. But the the logograms were a little bit outside of that, weren't they? I see. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, they they made they made the relics in this one much more cut and dry.
1: Yeah, and you know like, I did, what all of the previous ones, but just trying to do a Nemos. Nope, that's, that's <laughs> it's the first relic that I haven't completed, and I'm never gonna. Yeah. So.
2: I think I got I happen. got up into Pyros and and started to get it all done. It, until maybe the augmentation mm-hmm. or, oh you know what no. i realized
0: i was mm-hmm. I, actually I realized i was saying the... that i okay you oh, go. Sorry. No, i go. <laughs> no. you go i just realized <laughs> that i was saying that i liked pagos a whole bunch during all of this it was a nemos that was the first oh, step yeah yeah
3: yeah
0: in nemos and then pagos towards the end was a drag and then pyros was like where everything completely yes. ground to a halt for me <laughs> so,
2: it makes let sense. me clarify yeah no i was gonna say that i I, looking at this, I actually stopped in Pagos because that's where the light grind was, mm. right? Question mark. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's where the first yes. light, right?
2: Okay, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's where the first um, crystal forge is, where you have to go turn yeah. your crap in. I hated not only did they make you light uh, light grind, you had to stop in the middle to go turn it in, to come <laughs> back to the place and keep going, and that not only slowed down everybody else's light grind, they might be like, "Well, you're leaving."
0: Goodbye. You can get back in later,
2: right? Yeah.
0: Yes. What and was the, the place, point of that? I don't know. And the place that you had to go to, like, infuse the thing in the kettle had a sleeping dragon on the platform <laughs> that you dropped down on. Like, and over by, it was just, I... You, you it had to go that. all the way up and then drop and not miss the platform that had a sleeping dragon on. And there were two ledges, so one of them... If you landed on it, you were boned. Like, you mm. had to jump off and then go all the way around and back up again. And it was so infuriating. Wow. But the marker for the quest wouldn't actually show you, like, exactly where you needed to go. So people would drop on this wrong, like, ledge all the time. And unless you had, you would let yourself die and then get rezzed on the other side of this, it was such... Oh, it's just so infuriating. Like, this is where... I think that some of the map design and things like Sleeping Dragons and stuff like that did become infuriating, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there were contexts in which those sorts of things were fun, but when it came to, like, having to go to this place that you have to go to a hundred times and you, you need to go there and it's very arduous otherwise, it's like that's not where I want to see the initiative to explore. You know what I mean? You can have little hidden crannies. You can have little ledges that you have to drop down to. You can have all these things, but put some other reward there. Some Mm -hmm. other reason to go there or like explore and reward you for that exploration. Do not make it the place where I have to go to infuse this kettle 500 times. Yeah. Like, it was, oh my gosh. Yes. It was very frustrating. Oh, man. Uh, That's exactly
1: the reason why I didn't continue because... Like, I got to the end of Anemos, and I caught up, and I was, like, level 18, and I got my feathers, and I'm like, everything's cool. I'm gonna go to the next one. And then, like, I couldn't play that first week, and I hear from people, like, just how horrible it is. And I'm like, no, then I don't care. I'll, I'll try the next one, and then done. the next one was Pyros. And everyone's like, no, it's horrible. I'm like, okay, then, <laughs> then I'm not gonna catch up. And then, all of a sudden, Baldessian, and I'm like, no, it's not gonna happen. That's, <laughs> I that's why I didn't do it. Uh,
2: the yeah, the fate it, area for Mm. uh pagos was also a drop down i feel like that drop down was not maybe maybe not Mm.
0: worse no i'm gonna say worse because if you drop (laughs) down there and you miss you die you just straight die that one also has a sleeping don't they both have sleeping dragons i'm pretty sure they both do i don't i Um... didn't remember a sleeping dragon
2: at at the crystal forge one but i'm absolutely going to take your word for it because i think i think you're right actually i know the one outside the fate did
0: there is something there it might not be a drag it might be like one of the enemies that's in the cave itself yeah Mm. like there's something there's something there because people die just like it's just oh yeah it's frustrating um it's tough it was not not the best and it is funny though because like comparing it to anemos so i was misspeaking earlier but comparing it to anemos anemos felt more organic It Mm -hmm. felt more like if I engage with the map and the content that's on there, then through the nature of doing that, I get this relic step. And I really liked that. So I think it's kind of this, like, it's this discussion of, like, and I'm curious what you both think. Do you think that this kind of content, does it need to be the vehicle for our relic or Are we okay with like the relic being something that just happens in this kind of side content? Does that make sense? Like, as opposed to like, for me, when I'm looking at it, I think of this as being our relic quest. So for me, it feels like cohesively Mm -hmm. by doing the things and engaging with the content, we should get the relic, right? As opposed to having to do a whole bunch of additional grind and all sorts of stuff. But it could also be considered its own independent side content within which you can if you want do relic weapon Mm -hmm. does does the division make sense yeah yeah definitely i don't think that Uh. i mind either i the
2: thinking of it as different content where the relic happens to be makes me go "Ooh, what else is there right
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Ooh, what else is there kind of like uh kind of like the bunnies i guess bunnies aren't the best example but bunnies have literally nothing to do with relic but that was kind of fun to do to get furniture or whatever right
1: i think I don't know, um, do we, well, we're going to talk about it in a bit, what we expect from it and things like that, but to me, specifically, like, this relic, just the way that it's framed is, like, this is your journey in this content. Why would someone give me a quest to go through my journey to improve my weapon? Like, I think that if there ever has been a time where the area is separate and you get a relic by doing things in it, like you're saying, this one should be it. This should be the war glory. You, you know, this is your story. You are a lieutenant taking back Boja Citadel or something. Like, Or, you know, this is the relic, so it's ancient stuff, but it's you living up to their name, not by doing the things that they did, by doing the things that you're doing. Like, I would love that. That would be really cool. Then you don't have to worry about, this is it because of your job. No, this is a cool book. It, it's it's a really magical book, and you make it better. Like that that could fix the problem. Like we go there and we solve the problem, but we also build our relic weapon. I think I would like that better.
0: Yeah, you're kind of like building your own legendary status yes, or your own I, heroic status, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You are making your own name as a hero, and and thus like passing on mm-hmm. new meaning to these replicas of these you know weapon. Yeah. And yeah. Geralt
1: can say. Yeah, you need to kill these things five times because this is what I need. That's a lot different than saying, like, there are these steps, and we know it because you're following the footsteps of someone. You know, like mm. you can still have both. Uh, but you know, one is like more
2: interesting for sure. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. It's it's funny because on one hand, I do think that, like you were saying, Zen, and like even as we just look on our on our discussion outline here, right. Um, the steps for like Eureka are so much more concise. They're so much more organized and clear. You know, you get into this next thing and it's like, okay, you need 10 protean, 16 frosted protein. Like this is what it is, as opposed to some of the previous steps in other relic grinds mm-hmm. where it is this big long thing where it's like, oh, and now you're gonna, and you go do these and then you're gonna go over here and then mm-hmm. um, you can get this thing. And then like, so it's nice in a sense to have it be a little bit more like, this is what you can expect, this is what you do. But it does make it a little bit tricky because like we were saying, like just repeating stuff to repeat stuff is not satisfying. Mm-hmm. So if you know this step, you're like, well, I will have to go and I will have to farm 700 of these small monsters that give me the most light, then you know that's it. And if you get to the next map, you don't want to have to do the same thing for just a different <laughs> currency. You know, like. It, that's where I agree and I think that it kind of loses people and it doesn't always feel yes. worth it unless you know there's actually like a strong purpose at the end, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, having something that is more almost like building your own legend and that immerses you in like the activities that you're doing on the map for Boja in particular, I think will be way more engaging as opposed to just like, and now we need to infuse it with light, so... A kill kill him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, the cut know. and dry is definitely nice, but it's boring. It's a snore fest. Yeah. The <laughs> the variety in the original relics was uh, just more interesting. You weren't mm-hmm. going, you know, grind, 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 grind. You were going do some dungeons. Oh, okay, now go over here. Uh, now you have to find a thing descent mm-hmm. and you got to find somebody who can do that for you, or unless you can do that. And it just the the yeah. variety made it less brain melty snore fest.
1: Give us a fish story, you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. We there's the something. relic. It doesn't yeah, have to be the know.
2: variety, and it doesn't have to be like the the crazy amount of different stuff. But it has to be something to keep your brain from just dying. Yeah.
0: Yes, something that does make you. And and I think that having that, like I was saying, kind of bridging that gap between like what's happening with the relic and the actual like momentum of the maps or the portions mm-hmm. of this that are released will we'll make that feel more cohesive in my opinion, like my personal yeah. opinion. Right. Um, because I do think, you know, like with this setting of retaking from the empire, like the Citadel and, and combating this force, there's so much that they can do there, even with like, oh gosh, I mean, um, you know, fighting off waves or, or having to like claim territories or hold things or like, there's a lot that they could do. And, I will talk about this soon, but how close they'll keep it to the idea of just like you know, are we going onto a new map that is essentially Eureka, except that it just has different Garlean mobs mm-hmm. and some and like you know some monsters, or are we going onto a map that is very much like we are trying to? Obtain and secure like wartime objectives? Are we trying to turn the tide in some way? Are we going to have mini Baldessians almost? Are we gonna have one big Baldessian at the end, which is when we reach, you know, this uh you know fort where they're stationed? Like, how are they gonna structure this exactly so that it feels appropriate to the narrative? And also lets you build this weapon.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Uh I guess. The last thing I want to talk about as far as like relics, similarities and differences, and feel free to add on after I say this, uh, but uh, the Zodiac weapons, the very first one, if you went and you completed them quickly, they were best in slot for a fair amount of time in Savage content. Uh, and because of the way they've organized the release of things, and they actually told us they've done this on purpose, um, every other relic after that didn't really have that at all, unless... Mm-hmm. unless uh, the current weapon in Savage that you could get, or or from a primal or whatever, had just a terrible stat uh, alignment. The the relics after that were pretty much useless um, at all. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that... I, I, miss, I miss when they were useful. Mm-hmm. If, if this content is here, I, I get that for somebody who's not doing Savage content, these are good weapons. Uh, oh, but yeah. for somebody who wants to do this content, wants to learn about the weapons, and actually have it be useful to you, I wish that it was still that level of best in slot at least for a little while. Yeah. But they have said that they're probably not going to do that ever again. So,
0: well, their trade off seemed to be that they are creating their own kind of alternative end game content that you can use that weapon and yes. armor
2: in. That was right? nice for so- the arsenal. Yes.
0: Which I think is nice because it does give you a reason to do that. And, you know, if you are somebody who wants to go back and engage with that content, then it gives, like, a reason to actually do the other stuff that leads up to that. Mm -hmm. But um, it does, like, create all of these weird conundrums, right? Like, I mean, like you were saying earlier, if we don't have good enough rewards from completing Baldassian... And what exactly those rewards could be, like we said, there's a lot of different things besides just a mount or minions or, you know, outfits or whatever. Like, there are all sorts of things that they could kind of put in there um, that I think would make it, like, more worth it. Even, like, maybe carrying over into other versions of, you know, these sort of Eureka-style contents, right? Um, But, like, if the rewards aren't good enough... People aren't going to try, I mean, like, or if you don't get a special achievement or a title or something, like, people aren't going to necessarily try to coordinate those large-scale things and spend all the time um, in content that was originally designed to be group content, Mm -hmm. but that they now have to try and get people leveled up through, get them all through the different portions to lead up into it and then do Baldessian. It's like, it's this weird thing where, yes, the weapons have purpose with this content, but how long that content will truly remain viable or run is a big question mark. So like Zen, you're right. If the weapon isn't good in the game for like end game players, it does, it is tough. Because Mm -hmm. like you have to, now that we know Baldessian exists, we assume we're gonna get something like that in Boja. So people will be like, oh, if I want more end game, probably I need to do this. But previously people didn't know that. So it was like, why am I even gonna spend the time if the weapon is not really gonna be best in slot? And if I'm not really, you know, like a lot of the raiders or people that would like that content, I think just fell off of it because they didn't know that it was coming or what to expect of it. Right. And it is tough with those relics to just not be viable even after that X-Pack, right?
1: It's just, it doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, it makes sense that it's not as good as raid weapons. That, I mean, yeah shouldn't be maybe in the final patch you know like when it's like oh now it's the downtown before the next expansion i get it but yeah if you're a raider and you look at that list of things to do and you think well i mean i've already cleared it then why do i care or like this won't help me clear it then why you know like why would i do it i mean there's there's there are other reasons of course because it's stuff to interact with it looks good But, like, I, you know, I've said a bunch that why not just unlock different appearances for things? You know, like, not not like weapons and armor. I mean, like, I do this and my fray has a different glow. You know, like, something really easy to implement, in my opinion. And, you know, I don't work for Square, so I don't know. Just being in the industry, I'm like, well, that's not... Too difficult. You could make that probably. I don't know your time, you know, but like that would be amazing. Like if that suddenly turned Phoenix blue, what what summoner wouldn't do it?
3: You know, that
1: would if be that so good. if that suddenly gave you different, you know, like feathers instead of peacock feathers on your dancer. Like, are you kidding me? You yes, not like, with
2: my peacock cut feathers. <laughs>
0: well, I'm just
1: saying, you know, for for you know, just find these cosmetic things that yeah, that yeah. are more well, than no, just a weapon and great. armor. I don't know how you do it, but
0: that would be so cool. Or even like, oh my gosh, a different limit break appearance, like, you know, or something for like, you know, your class, that would be really a fun way to say like, Hey, well, let's, you get this weapon, you get it upgraded. And because of that, yes, you have, you've just, you are immersed in the lore of your class or something. And now you get this new version of your blood Lily appearance or like, And you could choose to use it if you wanted, but it wouldn't just be like it would be something that would, I think, show that you had a mastery over your class or like mm-hmm. something unique to your journey that you'd taken yeah. that you could then demonstrate for other players that wouldn't have to necessarily be eye level or stats yeah. or, you know, it, it would still have that prestige, but be just different enough yeah. um, and controllable enough because, like, they could do it, you know, at the end of the entire Relic quest Mm -hmm. chain, or, like, just at specific places, or people have been yelling about Eggy skins. So, like, let one of these just be the Eggy skin, and it changes this one Eggy, and then you don't have to worry about it for another expansion. Yeah,
1: you just do it next time you do a Relic. You do one every expansion, you're done. You know, like, and i don't i don't play all the jobs so i don't know what there would be but there's definitely something for everyone you're
2: right you could do some things very easily like even just have the the green peacock feathers turn them red suddenly they're yeah. phoenix feathers right yeah something like that would be really cool
1: that like, and it would make sense.
2: yeah, yeah. it makes sense too because it's your relic right it is yeah. a job weapon so something that enhances your specific job would absolutely make sense. Charles, and, get on the
0: get on the forum right now. Like, get <laughs> in there. Don't do and if they like gave you that, so we were talking about, you know, we're trying to replace some of that job special mm-hmm. feeling that we've gotten, right? Yeah. We so we won't have those job specific classes in theory moving forward. It's like then if we get those little supplemental lore things, you can choose whether or not to engage with them. It gives you more information about your class, and in that final step, there is something about. That iconic paladin or this journey that you've taken mm-hmm. with this weapon where it says, like, yes, this one dancer was embodied by the spirit of the phoenix and blah, 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 blah. Right. And thus the weapon that you have, you know, finally unlocked has lent a fiery, you know, like mm-hmm. quality to your steps. Like it could be this fun thing that would not be that difficult. <laughs> like,
1: right. And it I doesn't mean, do anything. It doesn't yeah. give you any power. It doesn't make it easier to do doesn't you know like but it's something to get
0: yes something to get something that makes you feel more distinctive yeah. um one thing we haven't really talked about with this that actually i'm curious about is the fact we, we just mentioned it that in eureka we had the upgradable relic armor mm. um and we've always had the option to get like the diable version of relic armor but i'm curious about how both of you felt um about like the upgradable armor in Eureka, not really being a class thing, like, right? Like it Hmm. ultimately when you develop it, it is its own kind of glowy set of gear, but it's not like it is expanding your own relic gear look, right? So it's not like that gear set that you got of your white mage outfit or your warrior outfit or whatever suddenly has these like really cool effects and stuff on it. It's like, it is a different set that you upgraded that now is visual and distinctive and has a unique effect on it. But do you wish that it was like an expansion of your classes relic gear or are you fine with it just being like a cool optional cosmetic?
2: Did it not was it not just diable? I don't even remember
0: Oh do you mean the elemental gear at the end? Yes yeah okay
2: I was for some reason would I was thinking about the you. stuff you got in animos yeah, um, yeah, yeah I think I would have liked to see it stick with the the class stuff
1: yeah I mean. It's, it's just a shame, because it's like, these are the relics. They are job-specific, because, I mean, weapons are, you know, just because of the system. But you have such a chance, and they actually did it in the first one, kind of, a little bit. Just by saying, these are the Zodiac Braves, and this is what they did. Follow in their footsteps, and that's really all you needed to do. Why am I finding my relic in Eureka? This is an island that sank, what? What is happening? <laughs> Why does this make any sense? You know? And it doesn't have to. Like, you can have that dissonance because it's a video game. But when you do so well with your story, why not leverage it in every single thing that you do?
2: Blame Charlie I don't know.
1: Yeah. and that's, <laughs> that's
2: yeah. stuff.
0: Yep. It's research. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I do think that out of all of them, probably Eureka's... Like, the story of Eureka was really strong within the lore of the yeah. world, right? But the actual gear and armor itself maybe felt the most disconnected. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, well, you just have to be powerful here and and do stuff. And uh, oh, yeah, I guess like technically there was like a weapons arsenal and stuff, but it just did not feel like all of that really came together. If you know, like you just get some cool sparkly stuff. And then also there's this really neat culmination with like the lore and Baldessian if you made it that far. Um, which is really, really cool. And that does give some more weight to the weapons and things, but it's not like that journey is like really intrinsically tied together for you or your class. So I'm hoping with Bojo, we see a little more like of that. mm -hmm. I don't know, connection. It's funny too, because in the end
2: they, well, even in the beginning, they were like, everything's elemental. And they specifically took elemental things out of the actual world. So in the course of this elementally charged area, Coming to its final fruition in story, they took that things related to it out of the other game. They separated it further.
0: It almost would have been cool. Like, it almost would have been cooler to me if each portion of that elemental, like the islands that we went through, gave you a new. Like the weapons reflected the kind of elemental infusion of that island. Would be cool. (laughs) (gasps) Or like your weapons were hazuzu weapons or yeah. like they were you know and it was like you had taken the essence of this legendary foe and like you know bent it into a weapon to serve you yeah. or something. You're making me or so to, like, disappointed, disappointed that that's it. not what happened. Like <laughs> contain or bind these energies or spirits. Like that would be so cool. I'd be super into that. Mm. Oh well.
2: So we yeah. We could have had it all. Yeah. Yeah. Did we, did we bring up everything we wanted to bring up about Diadem Please. and uh, Eureka Re- relics. I yeah. think so.
0: I think nice so. Week. I think we have a good foundation to look ahead. You good. know, let's do it. Let's look at Bosha. Uh So
2: they've said that it's going to continue into 5.35 with a new field instance and its own leveling system, which already immediately calls back to Eureka, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
2: but then they immediately say this is not another Eureka, but we'll have Eureka influences. So what? What do we think those influences are going to be? Because I don't think they've told us. Yeah. Instance uh, map. Maybe elemental yeah. yeah. stuff. Did they mention elemental stuff?
1: Not that I've seen. I don't
2: think. It seems a shame no. to just be like, well, this system we had and yeah, it's gone. Yeah,
0: um, and it's like, I could see that being unique to the elemental mm-hmm. islands, right? But at the same time, to have this entire board system and the logograms and like all of those different things like uh logos grams it am i saying that right Log- logograms, logograms and logos logograms actions logograms and logos actions okay uh. um to toss all of that seems like a lot of time and effort to just not <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what i
2: mean i'm okay but with I, them getting rid of this
0: it's like get get gone. i could see them doing something like that still though where we have some kind of optional skill point board that we're putting stuff into yeah i could see it being an instant is definitely I think going to be Spirit. some sort of instant map um Mm -hmm. i i i think it'll have its own independent leveling kind of system again yeah those are my thoughts
1: yeah i when they say you know like eureka influences i i think that's really all that they would take i mean i can't see anything else really making too much more sense like the logograms and logos maybe that pivots into like a if i had you know, if I was making it some sort of like squad type thing, I have an ability that when I'm in a party, I can use it and I can switch that out in between. Hmm. I have one or two of them. So when I get into a party and I see that we're all DPS, some of us could put on that cure three. You know what I mean? Like something like that.
2: I'd like to see them uh, implement that into the elemental wheel that you turned yeah. so that you, like, you could pick what kind of buff you wanted at the time or mm-hmm. maybe like if you had a, a different spell at the time or something like that. Something yeah. you don't lose. Um, that
1: uh-huh. that is what that's that's what I hope for. Yeah. Eureka influences so just like those systems, but completely reskinned and get rid of the one-time use. You know, like why? Yes. Why would you do
0: that? I, um, yeah, I loved your idea uh, so much, Aldino, so much that I'm gonna be sad if we don't get it now. Yeah. But like the idea <laughs> of of having like having more of this mentality of being like a rebellion force, mm-hmm. right? Like a resistance force. So, yes, like maybe the abilities that we are acquiring um, are something like these like squadron Mm -hmm. things where it's like a buff or, yes, maybe a heal or something. But like you can, as you set out, like structure your team, your squad around what you're bringing to the table and then like go out. And and whether or not they have some sort of like rank system, Mm -hmm. I think that would be so much more fun for me personally than having like, just the numerical leveling. Yeah. And if they instead did something where, like, you had these ranks, then maybe that could sort of take out the whole issue of, like, sinking parties down, Mm -hmm. right? So you could have newcomers in your group and maybe that would have its own benefits or, like, you know, if people were of X rank but you were a, a captain or you were an admiral or you were whatever, then you would give, like, larger buffs to people that were lower. So it would almost, like it would almost kind of balance out depending on what you had slotted in and also make it so that you didn't have these numerical things that would keep you from like leveling with somebody, Um, but that would give you a definitive impact if you were like in a party or a slightly different play style as you maxed out your ranking. The only
2: thing I could see that uh, coming into issue with is uh, they'd definitely have to have two different kinds of content. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably the the Baldesian Arsenal type thing with people who have leveled all of those things and have all those buffs, and then whatever content you need to run to get that stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. if if you're if it's all one kind of content, you're probably gonna come across people who are like, oh, this is a completely new person. I could take this other person who's a captain instead. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So you could get people excluded that way. But I think if if they continue with the pattern of like. Big thing to do at the end, and also a thing that you do to get good get enough to, to that. do that content will probably be fine. Right. Um, I think we're gonna probably see the return of fates. Uh, yeah. Fates have been a constant string in everything that we have talked about, including diadem and the old relics. Mm-hmm. So
0: we'll probably we'll probably see fates. Fates would make sense with the sort of wartime skirmishes, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, all that I hope with that is that the fates are interesting. Right. I mean. I'm thinking a little bit closer to something like uh, the fate chain in the Azim Step, or, like, those fates where, like, stuff happens and maybe, like, if you complete those, they trigger other things, Mm -hmm. or, um, like, something a little bit more with those, as opposed to it just being, like, notorious monster, bunny fate, you know? Like, And maybe some of those chains do lead to, like, a high-ranking official or somebody coming out that you can then engage with. I just, I think it'll be it would be more fun if like, if they do have some sort of dynamic fate system, if they kind of expand on how that is all happened, you know, I like, know. or why doing it gives you something or, um, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I think, um, expanding upon what you were saying, if they, they do the fate system, they, they have some sort of scale in the area where it, it can physically show you who's winning at the time, right? So you'll get different fates depending on who's winning. Um, mm-hmm. If because because we're going against Garlians, right? So if yeah. the Garlians are the ones winning at the time, there are more fates with Garlians in the area. If we're winning, maybe we get more backup at the time, and maybe mm-hmm. we actually have to. Well, this is just a total tangent, but maybe we have to let the Garlians win sometimes to trigger certain things. Mm. It would be it, like a weird scale that everybody as a group has
0: to balance. Might be an right. interesting. That would be really interesting layer of stuff. Yeah, they could some...
1: do. Oh, go right. ahead.
0: Oh, no, please, you go ahead. Go ahead.
1: It's just because, you know, war is dynamic. And, like, if you are, like, if we stomp that zone, okay. Uh, reinforcements show up. You know, okay, now, okay, the Garlians are gone. Now we have to deal with the wildlife that the Garlians were ruthlessly <laughs> subjugating, you know? Like, okay, well, the Garlians uh, are out of there. But now there's a, I don't know, an infestation of Tribbles. Who knows, you know? <laughs> like,. And they're eating our supplies so that next time the Garlians attack, the NPCs will be weaker. Or, you know, it'll be easier for them to win. So if you don't do that Fate, the next time they show up, it'll be harder. You know, like, all of these systems are built on top of the Fate system, which is why I could even say that it's even possible to do. But then again, time-wise, like, who knows? Because you could have, like, one zone that's four parts, and there's Fate trains in each one, and if you lose one you know the other ones are you know more reinforced or something there's you know so what? much you can do with that
2: uh, thinking about i was thinking about uh world versus world in yes guild wars 2 and how you have uh the people you go and you like buy the war machines and stuff from mm-hmm. uh and then i was thinking about the systems that they implemented in building ishgard Yeah. so they could have just a little fate that is an area where you go and you get the materials and you build up your war machines for a later fate down the road or yeah. something.
1: And you all hop into Magitech and go do yes. a fate. In and we have the something. PvP
2: where people just jump and stuff. We have Savage yeah. where we people jump and stuff and you're a little goblin, right? So <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that stuff would be so, so fun. Fun.
0: Yeah, the most fun.
3: Get- oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, I say, kind of like World versus World. They could even have it, um, or we just got like a new World versus World styled map in Guild Wars Two that's Mm. PvE. So like you are fighting against NPC, you know, like um, just automated enemies. But like depending on which regions you're holding or things like that, parts of the map will open up, or Mm. like you'll be able to access (sighs) this thing, or you'll be able to go in here and do this, Um, and that could be kind of a fun way too, like. If you're looking to kind of explore more of the map, like maybe yes, we need to do these things or get these things set up so that we can capture this. But then we can go down and we can find more lore about the you know the re- uh, the weapons and the mm-hmm. queen's blades, and we can you know actually go and explore these areas of the map that may have been under Garlean conquest. But like now we can go reclaim bits and pieces from them as long as we are holding this. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be kind. I mean. That's a pretty dynamic and massive system that Final Fantasy has not really implemented on that scale. But like you said, Aldino, the foundations are there that they could do it. Mm -hmm. It's just that we haven't seen them really push that fate system. But I think that it would be really cool for something like this, as opposed to just having a map with a whole bunch of random mobs again, right? But you could do something with these dynamic fate systems. That would be really fun. Or even like, yeah, if you're holding this territory, like you said, a different fate pops up because this wildlife is now rampaging Mm -hmm. that was kept at bay or that would be really neat. And they've been talking about some sort of skirmish
2: system since before 2.0. So it's probably always been on the back burner. And like, I don't want to get my hopes up right now, but everything you were describing uh, as far as like a world versus world PvE sounds super great. And that's what I want now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because I was going to say the most fun I've ever had in any PvP, really in an MMO, has been like, World versus World when it's like, I'm not even doing the objective. I'm yeah. back capping like stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like the, the four of us being like, you know what, we could probably take this. Oh wait, no, we can't, you know? You're
2: right. You know, that, or like, I agree. I hate PvP. And world versus World <laughs> in the worst too is fun. Yeah,
1: like I'm fun. thinking about like Planetside yeah. where we get into a like carrier, you know, and then we're just playing music and we're gonna die. We're just going to the, the places that no one are and when they come back, we're gonna get crushed. But you know what? It was fun.
0: <laughs> and if they're looking to make it something that would be sustainable like longer term so right like as the population of it kind mm-hmm. of dwindles there could be like you were saying fates where like yes if you do this one you get Magitech or you get this thing that mm-hmm. then would make it feasible for you as a smaller squadron to assault like a base or yeah. to do something else um, but you know if you were large scale still it would just make that faster or you know it would be something that you could do optionally but i think they could absolutely still have that kind of like large-scale objective system but put things in place that like even if there's not a million people on the map you could still like equip yourself to do more ridiculous foolhardy things (laughs) and i mean there always could be special vendors that open up if you've claimed something because they have access to this resource or this thing or stuff Mm -hmm. like that where then you could organically kind of like pull in what you're trying to get for the weapon while not having it be this thing that's like outside of the actual yeah. momentum of the map mm-hmm. itself or the instance itself
2: my brain of course immediately went to well you open up this area you can get a special furniture no but <laughs> i mean I, yes yeah so so yes that but also it would Be nice for them to be like, you have to open up this area to get this part of your relic, and then all the people who are interested in that would make sure that that got pushed forward. So, yeah. <laughs> do all of this, Square Enix. I know it's already done, but you know, <laughs> yeah, do all of this. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. if,
0: if they keep it really similar, which they could, right? They could, and we don't know, but this could be something that is more of a streamline towards like consistently creating content that is sort of based off of what we got with eureka but that will now kind of be the precedent for relics in a lot of ways like they, they could do that where yes we just get into a zone and there are mobs and there are different types of garleans and we go through but it does give me hope that they've said that it's not going to just be copy paste right mm-hmm. and that since we have these really strong themes that you know that will be kind of what we are doing. And maybe a skirmish could be a possibility. Like that could be something that we see, which would be very fun. I'm reading the next
2: little tidbit that is an actual quote. Uh, Storyline and upgrading the weapon are more split compared to Eureka Relic. So the idea that we might come to different ends depending on what we do, definitely I think lends itself to that possibility of having skirmishes and having the different... uh, like trying to balance the scale of, of mm-hmm. who is winning in an area. So that that could be what the, the split is, depending upon who's winning in an area. You get certain parts of the story at certain times. Or, I'm yeah. not sure how they're would how they going to split a relic, and that actually makes me a little nervous. Makes right. me think about them RNG stats again, and I really hope they don't go there.
0: Please do. Yeah. This is going to be really interesting, because we know... I mean, this also brings up the problem of if they are sort of doing like a larger scale skirmish thing, how are we going to, again, be able to access individual instances where will there be multiple different instances? Will you be able to see the progression of a certain instance and, you know, maybe hop in for a stage that you need if it is kind of this like large scale map thing? Um, I hope that they do make it so that if it is instance, you can have a little more control about what you're going into mm-hmm. or if you get booted out because of time you can go back into the same instance that you may have just spent several hours yeah. trying to help progress like one of my most infuriating moments in Pyrus was actually i had spent like ages prepping the the enemy the, the big notorious monster and uh the moth lady who's beautiful and <laughs> i got booted from the instance as she spawned uh, and uh, I could not get instanced back in. Awful. Like I kept trying to rejoin it and it kept putting me in an instance with one person and no, Ooh. nothing. That I, person, no, if yeah. were I were there. Like, I was so upset, um, but I hope that we have more control over that. Yeah. But it does raise this question, I mean, because we know, like you were saying, there's going to be multiple ways to achieve yeah. this. So some kind of trial that we can farm that's going to be closer to Endgame content, and then this map itself. So I'm not yeah. sure what they're going to do with that. I Going back to uh,
2: having a little bit more control of where we go, I'm hoping that all of the uh, regular instances being that's a terrible sense of all the regular instances being instanced but you know like when you go into Crystarium or whatever you could pick mm-hmm. your instance it'd be oh, nice sure, if yeah. if this instance and i don't i don't know if that works in the, with the way the dungeon system is set up but it'd be nice if when you mm. go in you could then be like well my friends are all in three i'm gonna go to three bye you know yeah yeah, yeah. maybe via aetherites or something they could do that You'd think after uh, they did all the world uh, sharing and everything that that might be something that's on their plate.
0: Hopefully so. Yeah. Um, Yeah, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And even if like, you know, an instance was full, then maybe you just get a you can't go in because the instance is full kind of message. But Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it would be nice to have a choice. Uh, It does make me think that because though. There is going to be some kind of repetitive content that you can do. We will still see some kind of light or currency farm because it seems like the easiest way to do this would be to say like, oh, great. Well, if you do these things on this map, you get the light. Oh, or if you just run this a hundred times for each run, you get each run that you clear, you get x amount of currency. I don't know how they're gonna how they would reconcile it otherwise. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know either.
2: You know, Um, if if we stick with our idea that this is going to be some kind of skirmish thing. That's not something that you would really want to reset, right? You'd want to be consistently having to uh, adjust the balance rather than, oh, it's done. Well, you're both at the bottom. Start again, right? So maybe they'll make that permanent several instances, and then that would definitely be something that you could move between, right?
1: Yeah. Like there's different stages of the war. When we're done with the first part of the relic in Boja, we go to a new area. But nothing resets. It's just yeah. now you're fighting in this area and the Garleans are stronger because we're closer to their base.
2: I hope cool. I'm not giving them too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I mean, like thinking about it, it it sounds good to say, but it's also like that could be just a little bit too annoying to yeah, exactly. to upkeep. So I don't Who know. knows? Yeah.
0: We'll have to see. We really don't know <laughs> what they're gonna do with it. Um they have made just drastic changes. I mean eureka was a massive shift for the relics mm-hmm. it yeah. it was so different even now i'm glad that we like looked through the past relics because really the you know previous two versions of relic weapons were a way for people to just basically force people to keep running content from the expansion yeah. like to be on the maps to do the dungeons to just farm the stuff so that new players coming in would have cues, and old players would just kind of be forced to engage with the content that was already in there oh thanks so much honking man on the street <laughs> um but Eureka was its own different kind of side content. So it did say like hey, here is something entirely different to do that we are giving you in the, you know, patch cycle um that will not just make you rehash all the stuff that you've already done. So they could totally change it again and they've really been looking to expand a lot of what they're offering as far as patch content and optional side content goes. Mm. So it- totally different i could see skirmish i could see them also playing it more safe but
2: fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah um what do what's left like what what do you besides what we've mentioned maybe maybe some tangential stuff what would you like to see from boja i have here that i want to see the whole of Verena and girls epic love story oh yeah anybody else want to see <laughs>
1: <laughs> i want to know
2: i gotta see it
0: Gotta there's know. a lot of love stories going on in this one. Geralt's got his yeah. own possible side hustle. Like there's a whole thing happening. <laughs> yeah. um, I, wanna, I,
2: guess- I wanna know like how much of his crazy dream was was blown up and where's the seed <laughs> mm-hmm. of truth. I gotta know.
0: I I guess I do I do want to see really strong Lauren story. Like for all the characters, I really wanna see this be something big that does fill in this big hole that we've had. a lot of the story um, with this history that has happened with Bahamut and all of the different things there. Um, I I think that will be fantastic. As I said earlier, I would love it if we right off the bat had some kind of smaller scale Baldassian, like Mm -hmm. whatever that means, even if it was closer to that, the mission kind of style deal from uh, Diadem that we were talking about where there is something that happens that you can use, you know, your highest level upgraded weapons or gear on that gives you like this little benchmark with like a special reward that you can kind of do other than just like, oh, you finished it, you reached level cap, now just go farm a whole bunch of light. Like I would love to see it actually be more of like a, here is something kind of cool and unique just right off the bat, like get to it. Even if it's not of the scale of Baldassian. So I guess that's my biggest hope that there's just something interesting about the map that really, I think kind of builds on that amazing content that they released at the end of Eureka. Okay. I think, um, to,
2: sorry, to sort of build off of that, um, we, we've already seen, I think, uh, just a great chunk of lore right at the beginning. Some Mm -hmm. parts of it are a little wibbly-wobbly, especially the timey-wimey stuff. But, um, all of all of the little character stories that are being woven in together into that are, are very juicy. I feel so. If that's mm. what is uh, a hint of what's to come, I think I think you're gonna get what you want as far as lore. I hope. Yeah. So a I lot of people. Charles. Oh, go ahead. Go. No, go. It's uh, your turn. I was going to say Charles. Charles, you know were going to say.
1: Uh, I, the only thing that I I really want is to avoid that reset in between the the, mm. the stages because Ugh. to me that is really what uh, demotivates people. It's like, okay, I've done it. I've got everything and I'm not going to do it for a bit. All right, next one. Wait, I have to start. Why do I have to? Okay. Well, that's fine. I guess I'll do it. Wait a third time? All right. (laughs) I guess, I guess. This is a crazy
2: thing to say, but I'd almost rather they just not give me mounts at all than be like, here it is, never mind. Here it is, never mind. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Or at least some way to, to mitigate that a little bit. I don't know how. But that reset is just not fun. It is the opposite of fun. Maybe that could be one <laughs> really of the buffs.
0: One of your buffs, okay. just like a permanent <laughs> on a sprint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be so nice. Or like mm-hmm. if they give you mounts in the first portion, but then in the second portion, like rather than losing your mount completely, you can instead increase movement speed for the mount or yeah. ground speed or mm-hmm. something. Um, yeah. Or unlock flying. Like we we. Mm-hmm. Just having something like that where, yes, there might actually be places that you can't access unless you can fly. So in the second half of the, you know, our next map or something, you still have your mount, but then you can unlock flight so you can engage with these like higher up places like that'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool. But
2: yeah, yeah. something that just
0: doesn't make and you then, feel like every single time you're starting from scratch. And then you yeah. don't have to drop off ledges because you could just fly. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Technology. <laughs> yes.
0: Of um, Oh, what was I gonna say? There was something. That's gone now. I'll come I back. Maybe. I agree
1: okay. with this bullet point about the queen, though.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. Tell me about the queen. I want to
1: know more about the history of.
2: Is the she queen. this goddess thing on the wall? What is she? Yeah. Who is she?
1: <laughs> is she a primal? You Tell know, me. probably. I. What? How? How were like the whole history of gun blades and guns when we did. When we did that talk, I'm like, wait, Mm -hmm. what? Could you please explain to me more about this woman? Yes.
0: Yeah, I'd like to know more, for sure. Mm -hmm. She's very interesting. And Mm -hmm. the queen as a figure is super interesting. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, We also had the tidbit about possibly Beastmaster. Yeah. um, Which would be really interesting if they, because we are a little bit behind on the schedule they had initially sort of estimated as far as limited jobs went. Mm -hmm. So it would be... Pretty wild, but I could see them putting something within this, like, to be where you meet that Beastmaster trainer to pick up, like, your next limited job. Um, because we do have that little bit of lore about a very famous Beastmaster who's supposedly mm-hmm. in this region and active right now.
1: Yeah. At the very last at uh, least, let's meet them. Let's, you know, like, see some of their abilities in combat and be like, oh, I wonder if, you know.
2: That just makes me worried like- about logograms, though.
1: Mm, i sure. feel like
2: that's what would turned into Bloom Age. bring back beastmaster and you gotta have logograms <laughs> i you tell me feel my like, pets
1: are one-time use
2: oh, you get your jug, jugs like at 11 use the jug <laughs> that's it
0: yeah i mean i think we all have a lot of feelings about limited jobs mm-hmm. uh or limited job as it is yeah. right now <laughs> um I, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like a whole other episode, right? Yeah. And I mean, we, yeah. we've already done one when Blue Mage came out, but it is, I mean, yeah, it's something that's there. And I feel like they will either have to commit to having limited jobs or they will have to throw it out the window at some point.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: we don't really know until they introduce a second one. So whether or not yeah. Beastmaster is a thing, if they are going to expand that limited job content, I can see them, like, bundling it into something like this where, oh, hey, we have a whole new zone or whatever. Great. Well, Beastmaster's in there. So I guess maybe when you get done, you can go around and do stuff in the zone to get Beastmaster stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That'd be That'd like be really cool. interesting, uh, additional content in the zone, like you were mentioning earlier, Rook.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Not quite bunnies, Beastmaster. Yeah, yeah. You could have a bunny pet <laughs> or something. Bunnies, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Throw the bunny into battle. Make it fight for his life. Yes. <laughs> you didn't show up for the chest that one time. Now you have to... You fight. didn't pick me. Yes. So now I will force you to battle. <laughs> Sucker. I think I think that's
2: all I, I have. Uh, mm. There's a no, uh, I'm wondering about the name resistance weapons. Obviously, we're, we're, we're part of a resistance, yeah. but the last weapons we had were elemental weapons, and they were elementally balanced at some point things in eureka were elementally balanced so i'm like mm-hmm. is that where the elements are going to come back are there going to be like elemental resistances is there mm. a, a double entendre to this
0: to this word here i don't know there could be i'm still a little i won't lie i'm a little disappointed that they're not the actual relics of the queen yes yeah. yeah. <laughs> the actual because i there's, like, there are plenty of reasons why, and I mean, I guess maybe the idea here, too, being that, like, oh, it would feel kind of weird to give these unbelievably invaluable cultural weapons to just, like, a random, <laughs> and then let them, like, run off with them, as opposed to keeping them, um you know, where they're supposed to be. And, of yeah. course, we the have museum. all this... Yeah, like, we yeah. have all of this, like, delving into memory as well, which has kind of been facilitated with the fact that, like, oh, we have to remember what they were like to replicate them. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, I, I get it. It's It ties together. Um, but I am curious to see, like, how much they tie these actual weapons to the story of the gun blades or, um, you know, I'm trying to say uh, her Gunhilder's guard. Blades,
3: yeah.
0: Yes, Gunhilder's Blades. Um, And just like how they really kind of, I'm hoping they give that a lot of clout and Mm lore, even though they are just replicas, because I think there's a lot to explore in this region of the world. um, And a lot Mm -hmm. of things there too, with like the Hrothgar, for example, where we could really get kind of like a fun glimpse a little bit more into their place in the world too, since they're one of our newer races. That would be Mm -hmm. cool. Hmm.
2: Do we do it? Do we? I think so. I think so. Did we make up as much stuff as we possibly could about what we think is going to happen? <laughs> 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 I
3: think so. Uh,
2: so uh, we, we have mentioned a few tidbits of, of lore for uh, Boja, but we did not get into specifics at all. There is a previous episode of Rate Radio, uh, specifically Lorecast, where we had our, our two lore masters, Anonymous and Ephes. That's Lorecast 11, if you want to look it up and get some more info as far as the story behind there. We are going to do this thing.
3: The thing. Man.
2: All right. So we, uh, we had this slide last week, but we, we don't want it to disappear yet. So uh, America needs a boost toward being a better country for all. And if you'd like to help but don't know where to start, we have these two uh, links to suggest, uh, the Bail Project and the Trevor Project. The Bail Project provides bail to incarcerated people that don't have the funds to do it themselves, being stuck in prison and unable to perform the functions of daily life while waiting for months it could take to go to trial can ruin a person's life in many different ways, even if they do eventually receive an innocent verdict. And the Trevor Project is the world's largest suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization for LGBTQ plus young people. And they provide 24 seven life-saving support via phone, text, and chat. So if these things sound important to you, uh, good because they are. And (laughs) if you would like to contribute in some way, then there are the links to do so. Uh, Rook, how is Rainbow Arcade doing as far as their Trevor Project funds?
0: Doing so good, oh my gosh. Thank you so much to everybody who's donated so far. Rainbow Arcade is a stream team that I'm a part of um, that also um, are several of our guests last week, uh, Spofi and Glenn on Hell are on too. And this month we are supporting Trevor Project and we hit the first goal, which was 20,000. And right now we're at $27,806 and 58 cents working towards 30,000. So thank you to everybody who's donated. And yes, if you have not checked out the organization, definitely do. Um, There are so many great, great, great causes right now to support. So amazing. That is so much. I know. That is a lot. (laughs) So uh, finally,
2: in regards to all this, please remember that even after these issues fall out of top news, they're still around. They're not fixed just because big media is not discussing them. Always look out for your fellow human beings so that we can live in a place that we can be proud of. If you want, you can email us at Aetherite radio Gamerscape.com. Tweet at us at Aetherite radio And find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Discord at Gamerscape. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Thanks to the two of you for hanging out with me. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.
3: Goodbye.